ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of the Finger Guns podcast for 2023. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? This is it. It's all very sad. But to commemorate, I'm joined by Kat. This will be the last time we speak to each other this year. It will be really sad, but, you know, Christmas is around the corner. Hello. Yeah, yeah, true. True. We might get really bored on Christmas Day and be like, should we just do a podcast? We'll just see what happens. <laughs> I'll be driving up to Brighton. So, I mean, if you want, if, if, if maybe Mars could, you know, get one of those little tiny fluffy microphones and I could give you like a an in-driving experience, which will just be me swearing at people. Dying from the Christmas, car. you prick. <laughs> Indicate, you fucking jolly Christmas claws. You know, all that. Yeah, actually, that sounds like top quality content. It, it probably would be, yeah. yeah. How are you? My I'm... snotty favourite hot podcast host. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of the cold, but other than that, I'm good. I'm good. I've got my hoodie on and I've got a hot chocolate and I'm being really, oh. really soppy tonight. And I'm probably going to bargain a rug. Probably going to put on Dreamlight after this and just yeah, you fade are. away. Yes, rot. Rot into the Dreamlight. I've got the beach open, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dazzle Beach is in Roscoe's universe. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thank you. I wrapped all my presents today. I absolutely cannot stand wrapping. Uh, not too, not yet. It might have been last year, actually. It was even last year or the year before. I'd, like, mentioned this to um one of my best friends, and she was like, I fucking love wrapping. I'll come over and wrap as long as you promise that I can bring my dog. And I was like, you can bring the dog. <laughs> and I actually uh, yes. thought she was joking. Like, no, she absolutely loves to wrap. She came, like, like, like an assault like it was like this army assault of ribbon like those those fluffy thing things that go on the wrapping paper there were sellotape holders there were scissors there was two different types of scissors there was like the big scissors and the little scissors there was like a pencil to do the ribbony thing mate Why? i was like I mean, people were really impressed with me that year and i had to be <laughs> like wasn't me <laughs> wish it was but wasn't me oh great oh. Well done, for, I know well, you're done. Listening. well done for not taking credit. <laughs> I respect that. Oh, yeah, no, I couldn't. People people also would be like, did you do that? Probably eventually if I didn't. I haven't got a creative bone in my body. But uh, yeah, it just came through. So I need I need an hour, really. So she could just make... Well, I've done it now. But if she could have travelled three hours, I would have politely asked her to because oh, I just hate it. It's so boring, isn't it? Sellotape gets everywhere and then you, then you get stuck to sellotape and you can't get it off because I have no nails. Yeah. Oh, and this wrapping paper rips, and then you cut things off, and then you cut it like an inch smaller, and the whole thing. So you do it all again, and then you have like this random sized piece of wrapping paper that doesn't belong to any other present. Man. Nightmare fuel. Anyway, Nightmare other fuel. than that, I'm great. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, George Thompson. Hello. My sick Hello. brother in arms. Welcome yeah. to the Dirty Den. Welcome to Podcast Hospital. Yeah. Two point two pod hospital. There we go. <laughs> two pod hospital. Got some. How you doing? <clears throat> yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh been off for a little bit, so I've avoided some of the 
December madness at work. So very appreciative. But I only managed to finish one game out of that whole time, which is infuriating. But mm. we'll see. We'll see what we can finish before the year's up. I even said to Miles, I might even go back to Final Fantasy 16. But wow. yeah, that might not happen. But we'll see. Well, good luck if you do. Thank you. Soldier on and find those boss modes that are good in between the garbage bits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello there for the last time this year. Hello there. Hello there. Um, how, how the devil are you? I'm okay. Thank you, mate. Thankfully, I had my one day of being unwell last week, so I don't have it now, unlike the rest of you, thankfully. Um, but I do feel for you all. I hope you all feel better soon. It's not a nice time of year to be sick. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no fun, but it's all right. I'm powering through. That's it. You got this. You're you're the uh, the podcaster with the moster. I don't know if that makes sense, but it works, and I'm going to go with it. So uh, you got this, my, my friend. Hostess with the mostest. That's what they used to say back in the day. Uh, there you go. That's what I was looking for and just didn't get to. <laughs> I used to have that on a T-shirt when I was thin and sexy. <laughs> back in the days. Back in the days. Yeah. Yeah, everything good though. Everything good. All is good. well. Been, everything uh, is good. We're good to see you on the island this week. I know, right? I returned again just for a little bit. The uh, festival music thing was cool, although I sucked at it for initially, which wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. We need to, we're all out of practice from the uh, Guitar Hero games, I think. That's it. Yeah, we really need those back. Thankfully, Fortnite is going to deliver. <laughs> Indeed. Good old Fortnite. Because what um, else is going to deliver us the music rhythm game we need? Well, exactly. They're all owned by Epic Games now, so if you want it, you got to go to Fortnite, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Fortnite is the arbiter of all game genres ever now. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much will be, I think, moving forward. Um, it's going to be the only game that's going to be available in 10 years' time. The one-stop shop for all things gaming forever. Pretty much. Pretty much. And joining us for the first time in a long, long time to see out the year, it's only Yog Dog. Good evening. <clears throat> Hello, sir. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. How the devil are you? Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Been losing myself playing Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Um, I have a, frankly ridiculous amount of hours in it. Uh, and I have been just kind of relaxing a bit in December, really, other than that. Um, yeah, pretty good, I think. Terrific. Terrific. How is Warhammer these days? It's great. Uh, the, some of the releases in the last few years have been excellent, but I think Rogue Trader is probably the best in quite a while. It's extremely buggy, but despite those bugs, it's just the best, possibly the best Warhammer game ever made. Um, and uh, Warhammer is very mixed, and it has some absolute shite, <laughs> to quite frankly. But it also has some extremely good titles, so it has elevated itself into the upper echelons of the Warhammer pantheon very quickly. Um, so I'm 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 really impressed with it. Still not quite finished it. Uh, unfortunately, a bug has stopped me. But as soon as that gets fixed, I'm going to get it finished and fully reviewed. Fantastic, fantastic. I'm looking forward to your review. It's going to be quite a long one, I suspect. Yeah, I generally am looking forward to it because I know this one, a friend of mine was also super excited for it. And uh, yeah, 
people are the Warhammer kind of people that I know are like craving it. So um, yeah, I'm glad it's I'm, I'm glad it's good. It's very good. It's very text heavy, but uh, the writing is honestly pretty insane. Um, it just suits the setting so well. Anyway, this isn't a Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader appreciation podcast as much as I would love it to be. Um, so... Well, we've got Game of the Week to go, as I'm sure. <laughs> we've got that I-, I wonder which one it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it then. Um, our final Game of the Week of the year. Kat, what is your last Game of the Week? My last game of the week is a lovely little game called Bear and Breakfast. Ah. Um, yeah, this finally released on console and PlayStation. It was on Switch. Um, and yeah, it's just lovely. It's essentially just a very delightful uh, kind of management game where you play as a guy, little little bear called Hank. You go off into the forest and you find like a very derelict building um, and a mechanical shark. And the shark kind of wants you to bring humans back to the land and says that they've been missing for a long time and that you can make something. Um, so it gives you some materials, you collect some materials around the world and you start building a little bed and breakfasts. Um, and then you can kind of go to kind of different, like different areas of the locations and like set up new bed and breakfasts and each bed and breakfast will... Uh, like have its own theme almost so like the very first one is very like cabin lodgy and very small and quaint and then the um next one's called the a24 or the a34 um which is essentially like a road um kind of one where it has like a diner attached to it there's um one where you go to like winterberry and winterberry is like, like snowy woods and then that has like uh, you need like heating and things like that for it and your guests very similar i guess to Two point in a sense, like your guests will require certain needs. So like they might request that the comfort levels are like a 10 um, and your room might only have like a nine comfort level. So you have to build like better furniture or you have to make it really decorated really nicely um, to be able to get your comfort level, or your decoration level up. Um, some guests will request that like you have a good hygiene score, uh, which means you have to have good top tip bathrooms. Um, and as you go through, you can kind of create more blueprints. It's got a lovely little like I didn't really expect it to be like I, I don't know why. I just I, I expected it just to be about the bed and breakfast, but it's kind of a little bit explorey, a little bit kind of just um you can collect wood and garbage and garbage is your currency because it's what's important to humans so they're like oh yes apples uh, apple cores yum um so you can do that but you also get like real human money uh from your bed and breakfast which can allow you to buy human things for your um bed and breakfast it's a lovely little game and it's actually really funny um it's really really sassy like the writing is just really quaint and lovely um and you can just, yeah, just kind of carry on your day, doing loads of different tasks. Eventually you get to cook and things like that. So you have to collect like ingredients and all sorts. So it's got a bit of like a bit of farming to it as well, which is like really quite nice. Yeah, it's a lovely little game. It's out on console. I think it's around £15 at the moment, which I'd say is definitely worth it. It's got a hefty game behind it. Um, I don't even think I've, I've literally, I think I've got like still one or two locations to go, but and I'm about 15 or so hours in. Um, uh, yeah, I just really like it. It's really cool. 
Lovely. Your review was very good, and it was like, yeah, this is kind of the cutesy kind of um, happy little game that people need this time of year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a very good game to like, like you said, like for this time of year, it's a very good game to just like sit back. It's not necessarily like cozy in regards to the fact that like all you're doing is collecting carrots, but it's like laid back enough that there's a like a tiny bit of thinking, but also just it's really chill it's really fun it's really like visually lovely as well like the art style is really really nice um yeah it's a lovely game and thank you for the compliment on the review (laughs) (laughs) anytime anytime uh josh what be your game of the week sire so i hinted earlier that i only completed one game yes and that game will be my game of the week and it is alan wake 2 oh nice the latest from remedy um, where do I even start with it? Um, first off, if you've not played a Remedy game before, do not start with this one. By all means, uh, if it looks like your cup of tea, give it a shot. But man, there's so much sort of history to their to their games from Control, the previous Alan Wake, even Max Payne to an extent. The um. Yeah, that it's just so of their sort of brand that they've kind of that we've all come to know and love, and their intricacies and storytelling and gameplay and stuff like that. <clears throat> that I, um, I, I mean, I'm I applaud them for it. I applaud them for kind of going out there and kind of being very. I, I'd say it's quite a niche sort of game to play. Really, uh, I think Miles has kind of found it quite difficult. And he's someone that is a Remedy fan. Um, And I don't blame him. Uh, There's so much to it that's kind of from the two character narrative that you kind of switch between. um, Both of them kind of changing the level around them through their own sort of, uh, how do I word this without kind of... So Saga has a mind place with uh, cases that she kind of, unlocks uh some of the crime and makes deductions through the crimes that happen in the game and alan wakes kind of changing a right a, a story in where he is at the moment uh and <clears throat> yeah uh i i can't believe they pulled it off really i i, I <laughs> i'm lost for words as i as you can tell there's really nothing i can say about it that is uh intelligent enough to convey kind of what how i feel about the game other than i can't believe that we got the ending that we did uh that's very frustrating and i don't know anyone else that's played it and beaten it yet to talk to about how frustrating the ending could be um but yeah this is remedy doing a survival horror um so yeah expect kind of that weird uh like they'll tackle a genre but they'll do it in their own way and it always feel very different uh and distinct but the yeah the delivery of the story is wholly unique uh with kind of mixed media from film from watching live actions shots and the voiceovers and the dual narrative and the switch in between and everything like that um yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a really cool game. Um, so, 
yeah, I don't, I've, I've really, really got stuck for trying to describe it without kind of spoiling everything about it because that's what's good about it. Um, if you like really rich meta narratives and, um, a, you know, you're fans of True Detective or Twin Pinks or, um, uh, what else? Survival horrors in general, I guess, kind of like the over-the-shoulder style stuff, um, then you will dig this. I'm talking about the ending. Obviously, I don't want to go into the narrative of it or anything, but yeah. does, it, does it does it leave itself open for a third? Yes, or is that without a doubt. Okay. Um, yeah, that, I'll, that's as much I'll say. I think confirmed is a con another control next. Um, so take that as you will. Interesting, very interesting. Yeah, I remember not being like super hyped for this because I saw the trailers and I thought that it was just going to be another Alan Wake. It wasn't until like the game came out that people realized what it actually was this kind of like just enormous blowout of like different media and this huge kind of like scaling narrative. And I remember getting kind of quite excited about trying it. And uh, like I said, it killed my save. So I was like, "Well, fuck this! <laughs> I haven't gone back to it." No oh, man, um, I got like I got like you know I didn't get very far, like forty five minutes, but I wasn't in the mood to do it again. So yeah. maybe sometime down the line I'll jump back in. But I mean, the opening on, on its own is just like, what other game could you do that <laughs> with and kind of not just scoff at it or take it as like a piss take? Hmm. Um, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, all right, nice one. Um, Miles, what would be your game of the week, young Padawan? This has been a weird one, because I've not really started anything big or relatively new um, until today, which we got a nice little code in, um, and I've only been able to play just over an hour of it so far. So I'm going to talk about what I've played up to this point, but bear in mind, I'm still very early into it. Um, I'm going to butcher how to pronounce it, but I'm going to try my best. It's called Svarog's Dream. Um, I think that was pretty on point. Um, and it's a very interesting kind of um, RPG type title. Um, I've been explaining it to Kat as I've gone along and the entire way she's been saying how much like Baldur's Gate it is and how sad she is that she hasn't taken it now. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like a top down I RPG. I point out as well, game. like not the Baldur's Gate that we know. That everyone, everyone now knows the Baldur's Gate originally. You know, the real the ones. OGs. Yeah, the, yeah, the actual case, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, very much plays like um, the original ones. Um, so it's top down. It's very much kind of you start off in a little town and you pick your class or character and then you start roaming about the world um, doing some quests. Um, it's kind of a you can go anywhere at any point you want to, including from the start. So I went off to go fight a bear with two dudes and got absolutely fucked up, which was fun. Um, I then went back with my second character and got fucked up again, which is even more fun because I just don't learn my lesson. Um, but there's a lot of kind of scavenging. There's loads of kind of inventory management, trying different outfits, different kind of weapon types. It looks like it's going to be majorly in depth, even from the little I've already played. Um, and it's got a really cool system whereby it's kind of roguelike-ish in the sense that whenever you die, that character is lost for good. But there's this weird underworld part of it where you're resurrected, but as a new character um, and you can go to where your old character fell to grab your gear and stuff again. 
Um, so the whole kind of death and reanimation into life again is kind of incorporated as part of the story, which I'm quite interested to see where that goes. Um, but it's been made by a relatively small team, I believe. And it feels like a real effort of like a passion project. It doesn't feel like a really phoned in kind of, you know, corporate game. This feels like one that's being made by people who just wanted to make as big a game as they could. Um, and I'm really digging it so far. I'm not always a massive fan when there's so much choice that I get kind of like paralyzed into not knowing what to do. Um, but so far it's had enough kind of guidance to keep me invested and get me interested in how to play it. Um, but there's a lot of freedom almost from the off that you can just wander off, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, and pro tip, just don't go after the bear straight away. It's a really bad idea and it will piss you up. So yeah, do the main story for a bit, level up and then go back and fight the bear, which is what I plan to do. Um, but yeah, from the little I've played, I've really enjoyed it so far and I'm looking forward to playing more of it um, and reviewing it properly once I've had some good time to kind of sink into it. So a surprisingly good time so far. Good, good. Well, this is a game that we knew nothing about a few days ago. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and um, we got uh, we got an email saying, "Hey, do you guys want to review this?" And we're like, "Because we're finger guns." We're like, "Sure, let's review this." And uh, yeah, I'm glad it's working out quite nicely. Yeah, a nice one, a nice little uh, surprise gem. Terrific, just like you. Ah, it's Christmas. Christmas. I'm being nice. Spirit. You fucking nerd. Yeah, you nerd. <laughs> Yo, Doug, what on earth could possibly be your game of the week? I actually have two. Oh my god! Um, the first one is Rogue Trader, oh, which yeah. is the best Warhammer game in several years, at least. Uh, it's just uh, a completely engrossing uh, sort of walk into the Warhammer 40,000 universe. Um, so you play as a rogue trader who is like a, combina a combination sort of merchant, explorer, diplomat, uh, plenty of conquering going on, uh, commanding militaries at times as well. Uh, so it's like a huge trade house. And within the scope of the game, you need to grow the fortune of your trade house, as well as deal with uh, any setbacks or opportunities which might be put in your way. Um, and Rogue Trader does that really well. Um, it, it's got great storytelling. The combat is pretty nice. Um, it's a little bit unbalanced at points, but it, it's the fun sort of unbalanced. You can just break the game quite easily and make it really easy, even on some of the harder difficulties, if you understand the uh, some of the abilities uh, and how they work. Um, the the only main drawbacks to the game are bugs. It is extremely buggy, even for an Owlcat game, who are kind of sort of um, renowned for having fairly buggy releases with their Pathfinder series of games, uh, both Kingmaker and Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, unfortunately, that is the case here as well. Um, the later you get into the game, the buggier it gets. Uh I'm into Act 4 now, and I'm just kind of encountering bugs all over the place, which quite a few of them you can work around, but some of them you can't, and it does get a little bit frustrating, to say the least. So give it a few months if you are on the fence. Uh, 
and they will fix it as they have done with both of the Pathfinder games. So once they've done that, then I would recommend it to anyone, whether you are a Warhammer veteran or not, because I find that I feel it's a very good introduction. Um, there's a lot of writing, there's a lot of text, there's a lot of explanation and world building in the game. So you'll get a fairly decent idea of how it works uh, relatively quickly. Um, the second game is called The Last Spell, which did come out in early access a year or two ago, but was fully released about six months ago. Um, I ran into the soundtrack on Twitch, uh, not on Twitch, on YouTube a couple of days ago, started listening to it, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to play this again, because I forgot how good the soundtrack is. Um, and uh, for the last couple of days, whilst Rogue Trader, um, waiting for a bug to be fixed, I've been playing that. And it's a really cool sort of survival. Um, you manage a, a small village and you need to survive against constant waves of enemies appearing uh, from, uh, well, the, the purple fog. You don't know too much about it to begin with. And you need to guard the magicians so they can cast the spell and dispel the fog. It's it's really, uh, it's a really cool um sort of st survival strategy game i suppose um it's it you need to equip your troops um you're not gonna have too many of them like five or six different heroes uh depending on how many unlocks you've got uh but you need to assign them their equipment you need to build up the village over time make sure you get enough resources uh and upgrade their stats and so on it, it's a really cool game so if you if you do are in the market for a, a relatively cheap strategy game with uh really good um uh, it's got really good soundtrack the visuals are really unique and it just plays really well then the last spell is probably a good one as well and yeah th th those are my two games of the week interesting i might go that again myself I very much recommend doing so. I never thought there'd be a crossover in our games, Yog, but there we go. Here we are. <laughs> Miracles do happen this time of year, I suppose. Indeed. Beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, that sounds really nice. Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, well, I have jumped back into Dreamlight Valley, and now I am fully and completely immersed back into Dreamlight Bloody Valley. I did it purely because um, Kat was like, I need someone to play Dreamlight Valley with because he's playing now. So I was like, right, okay. I'll jump back in and I had to start over completely, um, which is fine. Um, but then I turned out that I had to wait to unlock something in order to actually open the multiplayer. We finally got that. And I went to Cat's Valley and well, it, it, it was somewhat disappointing, was it not? <laughs> there wasn't um, an awful lot to do. I want to point out that my, val my valley wasn't disappointing. My valley is beautiful. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, the multiplayer, the multiplayer options are disappointing. Yes, are very disappointing. You can literally do nothing. Yeah, you sort of just go and visit and look around. Yeah. Literally, um, you can just like look around, and if I drop something for you, you can pick it up, but you can't pick anything up my off my tree. You can't speak to any of my characters. You can only come into buildings if I let you. And you can't even go into any of my chests. So I'd like literally been like oh you can take one of everything from my chest because i've like stockpiled a load of stuff no nope, can't even get into them 
Like, what about if you can just take it from the tree or the floor? No, well, like, nope. as in, like, pluck it from the ground. No. Nope. Mm, not an option. Not an option. So I had to then have you leave, drop everything on the floor, then come back. And, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a dumb way to do it. But we did it in the end. And, yeah, managed to get there. But, yeah, it's just disappointing. I hope they do add more features eventually. Yeah. Because I think, like... You know, once you're in the valley, it's kind of a bit like, oh, that's nice. See you then. Yeah, it's like I just had a hat, had a little nose around. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, I ran into Minnie and Moana. That was cool. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it was. Um, I've now got a little patch of Cat's Valley, which is mine, apparently. And I get to just go there and pick up stuff. Um, so that's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever he needs to, I'll, I'll just put on the floor for him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, out of context. God, that sounds very strange. But in context, it's fine. Um, so yeah, Dream of Valley is it is a lovely game. Um, it was of course released last year, but I think it's really coming to its own this year because it's really expanded. Um, the additional characters are really interesting. Um, I've still got so much to unlock, uh, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm progressing slowly, and um, having a lovely time thus far. It's not irritating me like it did before. Like oh, I don't have this. Oh God, it's so annoying. But I'm just. This time I'm being a bit more patient and uh, just kind of slowly waiting for things. Although I didn't wait for a lot of things because I was like, "Can't give me all the things," because I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> and they all came in very handy, so thank you very much. Yeah, more than welcome. I have uh, now passed a particular threshold in the game, which I'm very happy about. And um, yeah, it looks like Ursula is on the way, so that's very exciting. That is very exciting. She yeah. is. Um... About as pleasant as you can imagine. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be cool because uh, Ursula's yeah. like all big and stuff. I've got like Ratatouille and Vanellope on my island and they're like, they're so tiny. I can't keep track yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Especially Remy. He is weenie. He's so like small. when he scuttles off, I'm like, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very charming, very lovely. But um, I think primarily I've been playing... I was very lucky to get a slot in the closed beta for Skull and Bones, which is a game that we've written off about a thousand times on this podcast um, because of its constant delays and its constant reinventions and the fact that it was announced about 2017, I think, when this when Finger Guns was actually invented. I think that's when Finger Guns opened. I think Skull and Bones was first announced. So it's been a long old road for this one. And, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get a spot in the closed beta. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I had a really good time playing this game. I had a really fun time being a pirate. Um, it it feels very different to, say, Sea of Thieves, where it's it's very kind of pedantic and incredibly slow. Um, sea of Thieves doesn't mess about. Sea of Thieves gets you on the water sort of almost immediately. and you know, learning the tactics, you know, you start off on this massive rig and you've got unbelievable kind of like cannon power, almost machine gun like cannons. And that immediately makes me go, oh, okay, this is this is different. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then it just leans into the more kind of um, RPG side of it. And visually, it's absolutely superb. It looks gorgeous. Um, there are some frame rate issues. Hopefully that'll be uh, chopped out before the game comes out. Um, I'm kind of like hoping it's still in beta right now, so I'm just kind of hoping that's going to get ironed out because it was very distracting. But 
other than that, it's it's a really interesting game, and it's got I think a lot of depth and a lot of potential. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting that from Scholar Bones at all. A week ago, I would have written this off, but I had a good time. And there's there, there's more to do in there than you would expect. You know, you've got to get you know you've got to get a crew together. You've got to get people for your ship. You've got to get all the items for your ships and blacksmiths and stuff on mailing for you. You need to go around. You got to avoid freaking sharks and jumping over the ships and stuff. It's insane. Um, so you know there is something there, and whatever they've done to this game. You know, however long it's taken for them to actually figure out what this game is actually going to be, you know, I'm glad that they took that time because there is something here and there's something that is quite exciting. Am I going to get it on day one? I don't know. Probably, probably not. There's a lot coming around at that point, but it is better than I was expecting. And I think that there's something there which is going to be very enjoyable down the line, so long as they iron out some of the bugs and some of the visual issues that I was having. Um, I think there's Skull and Bones might actually be something worth keeping an eye on and i'm really glad to say that because i was i definitely wouldn't have said that you know a week ago uh so yeah skull and bones is actually quite fun ladies and gentlemen and hopefully there's might be the biggest shock of the year i know right <laughs> we're ending on a cliffhanger um yeah if there's an open beta before the release then i recommend jumping in because you'll be very surprised by what it actually is because i certainly was and uh, I'm excited to uh, see what happens when when uh, the full release comes uh, next year on February 16th, which isn't too far away. So good old skull and bones, eh? Turns out it ain't that bad. Uh, right then, we have been promised a mega quiz, and now is the time. Miles Thompson. It's the final quiz. Nice. That is an epic intro. I like that. You want to do the whole song? Keep going. We live it together, but still we farewell. And all this. I can't remember the words. I think you did pretty well, all things considered. Because most people only know the first 10 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. I know the opening melody and then the final countdown. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that is like the entire song, to be fair. You don't need the rest. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, we do indeed have quite the mega quiz. Are we ready? Yes, I. Oh, oh enthusiasm, wait. guys. Come enthusiasm, on. Let's do this. Hell Jeez. yeah. What's well, the point when to... Josh does nothing but win, you know? I mean, he has won <laughs> everyone this year, so, you know. All I do yeah. is win, win, win. What? me roscoe's just having a sing-off uh it's christmas time you know it's the most wonderful time of the year i've heard don't let the bells end christmas time sorry carry on (laughs) uh so today we have a 15 question regular quiz with two bonus questions up for grabs as well and then just for you, Roscoe, because it's a Christmas gift, we have five questions, which are guess the questions. I asked last week for a Christmas quiz. Yeah, I can do it. And you said yes. Yeah, I can do it. Why should I ever trust you again? I know, you never will. It's fine. I like breeding chaos. And you're getting a guess the question one instead. Okay, so on our, on our effectively our Christmas episode, there's going to be no, <laughs> no Christmas quiz. Listen, I tried to do a winter one previously, and you all scolded me for it, so I wasn't taking the risk of a Christmas. <laughs> it wasn't winter, it was just games of snow in them. 
I know, I know. <laughs> so I played it safe this time, and I'm just doing a round of like, the entire year. Fine. There's like one question that I'd get as well, like, what? when is Batman, which Batman is set around Christmas? And you'd be like, oh, Arkham <laughs> Origins. And that's like the only Christmas question I've got. Oh, well, what, what Spider-Man game is it? Oh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles Morales, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's it, that's Christmas. all we got, it's done. Christmas games. Oh yeah, Dead Rising 4. Yeah, that's another one. There you go. You would have had three. Oh, uh, yeah. So um there's your there's your Christmas quiz, Roscoe. Josh won okay. it. That's absolutely ridiculous, all right? I will I will put <laughs> my flag in the floor right now. Next Christmas, if we're all still here and we haven't been wiped out by, you know, global warming or the Tories, I will write next year's Christmas quiz and I will write a ten Christmas question. Game quiz. Oh, if, if we even get nine, watch Ooh. me, motherfuckers. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to base it all on the same three games. <laughs> It'll be ten questions based on one game, but that's not the point. Yeah, it'll still be a quiz. To be fair, they'll all be the same answer, but it will count. <laughs> Is it going to be ten Mario questions? No, there's not very many Christmas-related Mario games. It's not very many Christmas-related games in, in general. Winter there levels. Are... No, yeah, no snow levels. levels, different story. Snow, snow levels. No, no, no! It's not, it's not the same thing! <laughs> it's going to be like all like, oh, skiing games. So or like snowboarding games. Love them. Steep, come back. I mean, Dead by Daylight had snowballs this week, so does yeah. that count? Ten questions on oh, 1080 yeah. snowboarding on the N64. <laughs> It'll be a very high-scoring quiz. Yeah, I think that hey. game came out. I think that game came out before you were born. Anyway, probably, probably. Yeah. I'm a baby. Well, you can get on with the quiz now if you like. <laughs> All righty, let's do the quiz. <laughs> so yes, instead of a Christmas theme, it is an entire year's roundup type of theme. So it could be any game, usually from this year or related to this year. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Question number one, 2023 started off with an out of this world bang. Get the pun here. As Dead Space remake released, but in what year did the original Dead Space come out? Roscoe. 2013. Oh, it was not 2013. However, that was the release of Dead Space 3. Oh. Uh, Joshua? I've got two in mind. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one and say 2008. It is 2008. Well done. Woo! I was going to say 2009 as well, but I'm glad I stuck with my guns. Yeah, you guessed correctly on your first go. Well done. <laughs> uh, question number two. One of the year's most disappointing and forgettable titles was Atomic Heart. Uh, that one's still maybe sad. Oh, all right, Kat. Uh, I, didn't mean yeah. to, I didn't mean 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 to. Okay. I promise you I actually didn't. I know that last because last week I was answering them before the question was ended. It was because I have to physically like get ready every time, otherwise I I do the squawking because I can't get it up fast enough. Can't let me suck so wow. Sorry. Um, so yes, disappointing and forgettable titles. Atomic Heart, which had you battling waves of what kind of enemies? Yog. Robots. Soviet robots. I will accept robots. Well done, sir. Um, there is a bonus point one, which you'll get to go first for, Yog, and if you don't get it, then goes out to the group again. So, 
What were the names of the now rather sexually memed enemies who are a primary boss or antagonist? Oh god, I didn't I've not played it, so I have zero clue. Don't uh... worry, no one played it. <laughs> you did. I know, and I was the mug. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, is the answer. Uh... Fair enough. <laughs> Would anyone else like to go? Was it was it the twins? I'll say, I'll put my hand up. I'll say, was it the I twins? I was going to say, put your, put your hand up, uh, Joshua. The twins. <laughs> it is the twins. Well done, mate. <laughs> At this point, it will be the triplets because I've said it three times. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like quadrupling every time you say it. It's just getting squared. Uh, I, yeah, I so didn't know the if they twins? had a well name done. or not. But yeah, they they're twins, aren't they? So whatever. They are. Yeah, That's so how inventive they were. Yeah, the some, uh, uh, the internet really took to them for no reason. I saw some uh, twins cosplay on Reddit once. Oh, oh yeah. Is this still yeah. something cart related or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's based on, it, was, it was based on the twins and uh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was now, quite a now time. Ro- now Ross is communist. Viva la socialism. I'm just going to go yeah. to uh, Reddit for a bit. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Oh god! Don't go in. Don't go into that side of Reddit. That will not be. <laughs> that will not be a good rabbit hole. Uh, question number three: Forspoken was another of the year's more underwhelming titles as well. But who was the main character in the game? There are two names. I will accept both or either. Roscoe. Oh fuck! It's gone. Oh no. I don't think um, that was their name. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Syndicate. <laughs> Uh, no, it was not Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but uh, uh, very close, very close. Uh, Joshua, you are next. Uh, Frey. I need the full name. You're joking? That's their name? Yeah. yeah, I want the full name. I'll let you have another go to get the second name as well. Parker. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I like the effort, but no, I'm afraid not. Anyone else want to have a go at the full name? Of the Dark. Of the Dark. <laughs> Afraid of the Dark. That was, spoken. that was a joke. Never mind. That's a good, good one, actually. It actually was quite good, to be fair. It oh, do you know what? Good. Now that I've Googled it, like my my answer is somewhat related. If that is okay. going to... Oh, what, what was your answer? Oh. I said Parker. Now, oh, Parker Kat's can be interpreted. Be Parker can be interpreted in a few different ways. But who is a big Parker, and who's played them? Oh, Frey Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I have my hand up. My <laughs> I was going to say that's got a hand up here. Oh yeah, sorry, don't, sorry, sorry. Don't say Cumberbatch, oh. please, Cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say Cumberbatch. Don't say Cumberbatch. So that must on, mean Kat. it's Frey Holland. What the fuck? How did? Oh, I see because the link Josh now. Because Josh said Parker, and then Miles, uh, Miles, Ross said Morales, but you didn't, you didn't blink, you didn't like even snap at that. So then I was like, well, then it's got to be Garfield, Holland, or Maguire, and I went for <laughs> Holland first. I'd have well, gone for Maguire next. To be fair, I haven't even made the link as to why Parker was relevant until you said your answer, and it is correct. It is Holland. Wow! Thanks, Josh. Wow. All right, I, I still win these quizzes, so it's no biggie. That, that, that was teamwork, that one. We just talked about <laughs> communism, and we've just no, seen no, it in action. Again, try and take my fucking point away. Now I've got to share my fucking point. 
Jesus, I didn't say anything about sharing the point. That's <laughs> fucking teamwork. Yeah, I thought it was just a oh, nice that would be a way to close out the year. We go against the quiz by just doing this, just all teaming up. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, to be fair. Like, it's final act of quiz. resistance. <laughs> yeah, just to really spite me. Uh, oh, the fall of the quiz. I mean, the quiz fell apart a while ago, probably, to be honest. I'm just just about keeping it going. <laughs> We're only on question three. <laughs> I know, I know. We've still got a lot more to go, guys. Yeah. Jesus. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number four. In April, which game that had been in development hell since its announcement in 2014 finally released? Well, it says a lot about that game then, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. I will give you a hint. It had a really fucking cool announcement trailer back in 2014. Oh. Why can't any of us remember this? Yog Dog? Uh, that's... Is it Dead Island 2? Oh, it yeah. is Dead Island 2. Oh, well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I couldn't remember if it was Dead Island or Dead Rising. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, both pretty forgettable in their own ways now. But yes, it was Dead Island too. Well done. Wow. Yeah, well oh, done. Shit. Little yeah, that game uh, did great. Oh, go on. Um, this is not game related, but uh, Jonathan Majors, who's currently, of course, playing Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel movies, has just been found guilty of third degree assault and harassment and is facing a year in jail. Good. Goodbye, Good. Kang. Wasn't he the dude yeah. who oh, well. Bye, like, assaulted, assaulted a woman? Missed. Yeah, he yeah. assaulted uh, his girlfriend in his in her car or something. Ooh, Allegedly, so but I guess convictedly now. Anyway, moving on. Happy Christmas, well, everyone. Good, good luck to him in prison. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Question number five. In May, we were treated to Redfall, the vampiric, empty open world simulator with horrid AI and turgid gameplay. Who were the unfortunate souls who developed this game? Roscoe. Those lovely folks at Arcane. I will accept mm. Arcane. Well done, mate. Who deserved much better? You... Wasn't it Arcane Austin? No, it's it Arcane Leon. But... Um... It was listed as Arcane Austin, to be fair. I think they were the primary developer, so I wouldn't just accept Arcane because they were the primary developer who worked on it. Can I have Fair a spiritual enough. point for it? Sure, you can have a spiritual point. Why not? It's Christmas. Awesome. Thanks. There you go. Uh, question number six. Hogwarts had been snubbed at the Game Awards, but it was widely appreciated by many a person. All right, Kat, go on. Oh. Fuck. That was, that was not clever of me. Sorry. It really Chucky wasn't clever of you on this one. It wasn't a mistake, but I'm now going to... Um... No, I'm just going to guess an answer now because I'm going to have to. Um, no, I, I thought you were going to say snubbed at the Game Awards, but which award actually recognised it? And I was going to say the BAFTAs, but I um, prematurely fired my gun there. My bad. <laughs> Name of the sex tape. <laughs> Premature firing. Are you going to give us an answer or you can yeah, still throw I one just out? Did. The BAFTA Awards. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's not the BAFTA Awards, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, the game added all three unforgivable curses to learn. What are the unforgivable oh. curses? Young dog. Uh, Avracadavra. 
I mean, I'll one? probably accept that if you get the other two. Oh, Christ. I, I've not read Harry Potter for like 12 years. If, so I can't remember the other two. Put that's, your hand down. You can't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to steal I'm it. Here for a spiritual point. All right. Okay. I've got to go to Josh next. Yep. Smelly socks. Wanky Lovely. doodle. <laughs> yep. Fidget. Smashed it. Absolutely rocking that. Uh, no points, I'm afraid. And Roscoe. Okay. Um, Avada Kedavra. Yes. Imperio. Wrong, but it's okay. Avada Kedavra! Sorry. <laughs> um, Imperio. Mm-hmm. And Crucio. You are correct, sir. That is all three. Well done. Nice. Yeah. I had to get them because it was the only way I could get through the fucking spiders in that game. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, oh, spiders. No. Desperate measures. Pretty much. Question number seven. The scan before, sorry, the day before saw the light of day, but how many days was it live before the developers, in quotation marks? Oh, Yogdog, you're already five up days. It is not five days. Was it three days? I can't, can't <laughs> confirm oh, it. Sit out, Yogg. Sit out, Yeah, no, it's fine. It's three days. <laughs> I know it's not number. Josh is next. It's four days. It is four days. Weirdly, it wasn't five. I think there was a weird like time dilation thing on it, but it is four days. Or at least the reports I read confirmed it was four days anyway. Fucking Matthew McConaughey and that time dilation shit. It's that fucking planet they landed on for 30 seconds. Oh, I really thought I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> you were confident on it, to be fair. You were very close. Um, question number eight. VR players were finally treated to the VR spin-off of Aloy's popular adventures in which game? Roscoe. Horizon Call of the Mountain. You are correct. It is Horizon Call of the Mountain, sir. Oof. Uh, question number nine. Which two Souls-like titles both sold over one million copies in their first few weeks this year? Roscoe. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. No. <laughs> and FC24. Lovely answers. Not correct. I love the fact that they're part of the Souls-like genre now, though. Uh, Josh? Um, was it Lords of the Fallen and Lies of P? It is indeed Lords of the Fallen and Lies of P. Well done. Sir. Nice one. Uh, developed by Deck 13, published by Focus Entertainment, and forgotten about almost as quickly as it came out, which action RPG released in August of this year and was swiftly passed over? Josh. Ross is going to fucking kill me. It's Atlas Fallen. It is Atlas Fallen. Well done. <laughs> you know what? the joke of Roscoe falling asleep playing it, but you know. I've absolutely forgotten about that game completely. Yeah, he fell asleep <laughs> during the question. That's how fucking boring it was. Literally, any I reviewed that, that game. I know he did. That's what I thought. Oh, he's going to kill me because he, he's actually played it. <laughs> no, Mars was doing the question. I was like, I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. The most forgettable game ever. <laughs> yeah, it literally was one of those where when I was like looking up stuff for this quiz, I was like, oh shit, that game came out this year. Totally didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a game. Um, question number 11. Mortal Kombat returned with its trademark gore and fatalities. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! But how many playable characters were there in the base game only roster? Yogg Dog. 69. 
I mean, I wish it had nice. been 69. Nice. Uh, Roscoe. Uh, 44. I thought you were just going to say 69 as well, and I was going to be like, <laughs> nope, still no. Uh, no, it is not, I'm afraid. Oh. Uh, Josh? Uh, I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I want to say 19. For some Ooh, reason. It is not 19, I'm afraid. And Cat? Uh, I'll just swift out and go 22. Fuck off. What about you? Off. Is that real? I was going to say 37 to begin with. I was going to go right. really high because someone said 69 and I thought, is it that high though? Jesus like, Christ, that'll be like every game in the series ever. That's a pure guess though because I've literally never played. Like that's not skill, that's just guessing a random number. Well, your guessing That's... skill's pretty good, because yes, it was indeed dead on 22, so well done. Yeah, Queens! That was phenomenal, that was. <laughs> 23, uh, if you include Shang Tsung. <laughs> uh, he was a pre-order, though, he's not in the base oh, game look, only. Taking away my game, taking away my point again! <laughs> uh, question number 12. Incredibly, there were two high-spaced co-op shooters we were, quote-unquote, treated to this year. What games were they? Oh, Josh. Crime Boss Rock A City. Payday 3. Yeah, you're right. Bonus point option for you here, Josh. Okay. Which Guns member made a guest appearance on Crime Boss with us? Oh, it was Paul. It was Paul. Well done. Extra point. Oh, that's nice. He got the little point. You yeah, always game fucking give shit. A little nod. Fucking <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the accent because he was so quotable the entire time what a great time it was fun for the one hour we played it <laughs> I think we played uh, for two. Oh yeah it felt like a year to be fair listeners just want to confirm it's not fun um, don't buy it yeah it wasn't it wasn't I mean it was funny it just wasn't a fun game no it definitely wasn't fun Ah. <sighs> Number 13. In which game did we discover Cat's Enduring Rage and Penchant for Creative Swear Words this year? Roscoe. That'll be Crash Team Rumble. It is Crash Team Rumble. Well done. I've never heard <laughs> I, anything I, of the like. I was going to say Baldur's Gate 3, but... Um... Uh, probably the same as well. That was just yeah. utter probably disappointment. The same to be <laughs> yeah, that was just, just utter disappointment. Yeah, just pure <laughs> agony and pain. Not even swearing, just absolute dejection. Uh, question number 14. Ghost Runner 2 expanded on its first outing by making what vehicle a playable portion of its game? Roscoe, Jesus. But motorcycle bike thing. Yes, motorcycle bike thing I will yes. accept. Well done. Damn, and... I was going to say KV2, but that works. <laughs> and question number 15. Last but not least, which new Fortnite skin has kept us waiting huh, for far too long? Roscoe. Solid Snake. It is Solid Snake. Well done. But apparently the other so, one isn't Solid Snake. Apparently it's I, an old version, an old man or whatever. Have you heard but about the, uh, the the upcoming skin that's coming out for Fortnite? Which one? It's uh, Officer Tenpenny. <laughs> oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, man! <laughs> I didn't even see that one coming. I don't even Day know why. One, I would buy that. <laughs> He actually oh. got me with that one as well. <laughs> God damn it. I was so like, oh, what skin? Is there like some controversy around it? No, no, there is not. Well done, Yog. That was well played. You got me an absolute beauty. 
been a while since we've heard that one. Ah, oh, god damn it, got me again. Okay, we're now on to the five questions of Guess the Question. Yay! It's the round that only Roscoe looks forward to and everybody else doesn't like. (laughs) But we're going to endeavour to do it anyway. So, I will tell you the answer. You have to tell me the question. Person who gets closest to it gets the point. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. No. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, The answer is Ashley Graham. Dog dog. What uh, was the person you had to save in Resident Evil 4 this year? Or what was her name? Oh, I like it, but no, not quite the question I'm looking for. Uh, Joshua. Um, oh, I was going to try and make a funny one about the big ears, but I don't think I will. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, if it, I mean... Yogg's one's pretty good, actually. Uh, who do you escort throughout the game of Resident Evil 4? Also a good effort. Not quite the question I'm looking for, I'm afraid. Uh, Roscoe, Kat, you both still have guesses to go. Roscoe? Um, who? <laughs> who? Who was <laughs> a... Name related to a video game released in 2023. I mean, points for vagueness, but no, I'm afraid not. Is that, again, as we go through every time we do this type of question, am I wrong? Not technically, but neither of the other two answers been. God damn it. Mm, yeah, that's the problem with this one. Cat, right. uh, you still have a go if you would like to have a guess. Of what the question is. I mean, to me, Ashley Graham is a celebrity, so I have no idea what the question could be. I mean, just go for that then. Just go with what you think my question would be. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, it probably is something like, which is the most annoying side hustle character in Resident Evil. It doesn't actually do anything. They have to continuously save for no reason. I mean, you're actually not too far away with your answer there, to be. Oh, she have your hand up. How... Yeah, I was going to say, who in Resident Evil 4... Keep shouting the name, Leon! What's funny is you earn the spiritual point because that is the question. <laughs> oh, fucking you, that should have been the question. There we go. Yeah, it was indeed. <laughs> Who shouts, Leon! In Resident Evil 4. Um, so yeah, Kat, yours actually wasn't too far away. You are on the right lines. Uh, question number two. Well, answer number two. The answer is Activision Blizzard. And Yog, I know you're going to say Officer Tenpenny before we even go here, but your hand is up, so go. <laughs> uh, how do I word the? How do I word get the words to fit that Bobby Cotter can cunt into a question? Uh, which company did the Why biggest cunt in the world, like? Bobby Cotter, work for? <laughs> I'll, I'll take my. Uh, I'll take my point now. Thank you. Yep. To be fair, if you don't get the actual point, you're getting a spiritual point. So yeah, you definitely earned that one. Uh Kat, you're next. Uh that was actually gonna be something similar to mine, but um I will go with um who which um company had the longest drawn out acquisition of the year that no one really fucking cared about. Oh, that's Ooh. a really good one. Really good question. I wish I'd thought of that. That should be the question. 
That should yeah. be the question, but I'm afraid it's not. However, if it is the favorite question, we might give it the point anyway. So, uh, that's actually Yog. That's savage. That's just cheating. Uh, who who should we hire Officer Ten Penny to beat the shit out of? <laughs> does that work? <laughs> no, it does not. I'm afraid. Also, Yog's wasn't the correct answer. I just said I would give him a spiritual point. Uh, uh Josh. Uh, where did Bobby? Bobby Kotick recently retire from? Oh, yeah, not bad. Not the question, though, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, Roscoe, I think you're still left again. <clears throat> um, uh, who was recently acquired by Microsoft? No, I'm afraid not. Who um, published Diablo 4 this year? No, closer. Um, who charged £100 for a piece of DLC for Diablo 4? You're pretty much there. Okay. <laughs> so the question was, who would charge more than an entire game for a horse armor cosmetic DLC? Uh, there we go. So, yeah. So well, close ones, to be fair. You can all just have a spiritual point, to be honest, because I quite liked all your answers. So spiritual points all around for everybody. Oh, man. It's Christmas, you know. All right, fine. It's Christmas, Roscoe. Come on. I've got it. It's the season of giving. Ah, I'm bugged. Uh, answer number three, Larian Studios. Mm. Dog dog. Who made the probably most hated game for Cat Bullock <laughs> from Finger Guns this year? <laughs> I, I actually wish I had made that the question now, but unfortunately, no. Good, good effort, though. Good effort. Uh, Roscoe, you're next. Um, whose CEO was... Stuck in a garage with cat and a blowtorch. <laughs> Trevor Phillips style in uh, GTA 5. Um, I'm just thinking of the Call of Duty like, Modern Warfare 3 scene now. Blowtorch in a garage. Oh, yeah, there is oh, one. God. One, I'm thinking more, yeah. uh, pulp, more uh, Pulp Fiction. I mean, the, the Pulp uh, Fiction one is... Yeah, Pulp Fiction one's pretty iconic, to be fair. Mm. Uh, who's next? I've got... up is it? If not, it's Cat. Hmm? I think you're next, Cat. I think so. Oh, um, who made this year's Game of the Year? It is indeed who made this year's yes. Game of the Year. Well done. I prefer Yogg's answer, but yeah, no, I'll go with mine because of the point. <laughs> <laughs> I also prefer Yogg's answer. You can have a spiritual point for it. How about that? Yeah, One day I'll give a wacky answer like this and it will be the actual question yeah. it will pay off one day yeah. one day i'm one day i'm gonna do a quiz where the answer is officer tenpenny to everything i cannot wait <laughs> i will then <laughs> answer something else though, purposely his... the entire time but i cannot wait don't let tom be on that week because he he is like a fast finger that dude he is yeah he's like rapid fire yeah. uh answer number anthony star Mm. Joshua. Uh oh. Uh, uh, who was snubbed from voicing their character, even though their likeness is in the game that they're in? <laughs> Name the game. Mortal Kombat One. That is literally almost word for word the exact. Damn question. It. I knew that would be so, there. well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I thought the question was who do we hire to beat up? Bobby Kotick. Also, would have been a very good answer. 
Who was Cat Hire that beats up Larry and Studios? <laughs> send Homelander in there. All of them. And answer number five, the final one of the big quiz of the year, The Mantis. Excuse me? The Mantis is the answer. I want the question. Cat. Who's praying? <laughs> Tell you what, if no one gets close, you're having the point because that's a phenomenal answer. I love that. Uh, Yog? What was the name of one of the bounty hunters or something in Starfield? It's not a bad shout. Uh, not the question, though, I'm afraid. I have absolutely no idea. You've got one guess each. You might as well have a go. Uh, who realistically has the biggest penis in video games? Uh, no, probably enough. Not the question. Love it though. Definitely it. God of War. <laughs> if we're not, yeah, if we're not considering, you know, definitely Kratos. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Kratos. I'd say BJ Blazkowicz myself. Yeah, I'd also say BJ. Yeah, BJ's a good shout. Uh, Josh, you Kratos, also Kratos have a question, would... guess. Anyway, this is a different topic. <laughs> no, wait, man. BJ would literally be dual wielding like World War Two weapons against him. He'd be loving life. He's Josh, got... you have a guess. Have you seen the um, size of Kratos' axe? Uh, <laughs> which axe do you mean? <laughs> um, uh, no. What stupid name could you give something in Starfield? Also not a bad uh, shout. Can you spell it out? The Mantis, sure. Yeah. It is T-H-E. M-A-N-T-I-S. Um, is it to do with the Mantis armor? Mantis. It is not to do with the Mantis armor. I will give you a hint. It is related to Star Wars. Oh! There's a spiritual point available. The Mantis is a vigilante in Starfield. That's fine, but this one is about Star Wars. Oh, fuck you, Miles! I know. I didn't play Starfield, mate. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell. Is it something to do with Jello Survivor? Yeah. Is it, it one is. of the, is it one of the sisters? Joshua, you have your hand up for the spiritual point. It's the ship. It's the name of the ship in Mantis. I know. And rephrase it into a question. <laughs> what is uh, the name of the what... ship? <laughs> What is the name of the ship in Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Yes, Josh, that is the exact question. Well done. There we go. It right, really threw me off because uh, Yogg said Starfield and you were like, oh, close. I was like, well, Starfield. It's not close. It's not close at all. I'm, I meant that it was like a good like thinking of an answer, mainly because I've not yeah, played yeah. Starfield. Uh, um, so that brings us to the end. Are we all glad it's finally over? <laughs> I could go for another hour. Yeah, okay, me too. sure. Let me let me Pretty just pull up my other fifty. Yeah, I've got fifty more. I just kept them in reserve in case you're all sick of me by this point. Um, no, we do actually have come to a conclusion, which means for the final standings, this is going to be interesting. Fourth place, we have Yog Dog. Though to be fair, you did have three spiritual points in the bank, so you did do very well. Cat, uh, you came third with three points and one spiritual point, which means it's down between Roscoe and Joshua. Can Joshua I wonder, win I wonder, the whole year? 
it was actually very close this one in second place was roscoe with six points and a spiritual point which left our joshua in first place with eight points points and three spiritual points well done josh that was quite the performance guys well done hey even if i wasn't gonna win i was gonna win this week (laughs) (laughs) josh has won the whole bloody year so it doesn't really matter anyway ah thank you oh wow i took a bow you can't see it well done well Well done all well done a big uh, well done to miles for hosting the quizzes all year long yes thank you i know they've been painful i am sorry i'm not no, they've been fully enjoyable. We just hate each other every time we do it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing out like the fissures between everybody. We yeah. become less, we become friends less and less every week. <laughs> I know. I have this like amazing effect of writing quizzes that are just so discord. <laughs> How do you feel about doing a year of quizzes? Oh, good. You know, it's actually been quite fun. It's quite like towards the end, I totally get what Kat was saying last year when she was like struggling to come up with questions because I was like, have I asked this question before? Have I done this game too many times? Do I need to do more indies? Should I do this big game more? And I was like, uh, and then towards the end of the year, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to throw in whatever questions I can. And then we had that really off the wall one where I had to like pull myself back from the brink. Um, So yeah, it's been fun though. I might try and mix it up into like, using what Kat did of doing like maybe some picture ones or some like soundtrack ones just to mix up the uh the theme of it next year if I'm still doing it. Does that mean you'll stay on as Quizmaster for 2024? I'm happy to stay on as Quizmaster if you're happy to keep me as Quizmaster. But if you're sick of my shit, then uh, you're more than welcome to replace me. <laughs> well let us know folks on at F N G R G N S T one mile to say do you imagine if there's a poll and everyone just universally is like, no, get him the fuck off. Nah, I can't uh, smart. the ages. You're smart because you're not on Twitter though, so you won't see it. That's yeah. it. Like it won't bother me in the slightest. Tell you all about it, though. Me. You might even make a few comments up and be like, this person said that you weren't absolute prick. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't be wrong. To be fair, they would not be wrong. I'm totally willing to accept my role as resident dickhead. It's all good. Well, I think Marcel has done an excellent job all year round. So well done, sir. Well thank you. It is it is thank literally you. a thankless job. So well yes. done. <laughs> oh no, I've thought it's actually been quite good, and you guys have been appreciative in between the uh the outbursts of hatred towards me when <laughs> points have been deducted or misplaced. Um every now yes, and then thank you. You know, we really hate you, but most of the time we are grateful for your efforts. I'll take that to be fair. Some of the time is better than all of the time. I'll take that. <laughs> All right, then. Let's crack on, then. Um, there's no news this week. We're just going to go straight into our games of the year. Now, as you can see, there is 10 of us at Biggie Guns. Um, we're not all on the podcast, so we're going to go through our individual ones one by one. And then um, I'll let you know the games of the year for everyone else. Um, the article is now up on the site. If you do want to have a read at everyone's game of the year all in one nice, handy article. Um, big shout out to Paul for doing the artwork throughout the article. It looks amazing. And uh, yeah. This is it. It's been a tough one this year. It's been really hard to kind of like go down the rabbit hole and choose a game of the year because there's been so many fantastic games out. But we all have one game of the year as we do every year. We don't all choose a single game. We have a game each because we're a bit of a bit of a hive, not really a hive mind here at Finger Guns. We're all very individual in our game likes and dislikes. And so we get to choose one game each. And it makes a nice list at the end of the year to kind of round out what we've been playing all year long. And uh so I'm going to start with Cat. And your game of the year is an early game that saw it through all the way to the end. It is. 
it is. Um, this year actually wasn't as difficult for me as last year. Like last year, I was like scratching for honorable mentions. Um, and last year was the first year we didn't do honorable mentions. Um, and I was like, no, I don't have too many games to pick from, and I had choice paralysis. Um, but yes, this year was a game that released in February. I've played some wonderful games this year, but kind of looking back on the year in total, I also haven't played as many games as I did last year. So whilst I have played games, um, yeah, a couple of the games that I really, really love just happened to not be released this year, so they didn't make the cut. Um, but that game of the year, ladies and gentlemen, is Hogwarts Legacy. Um yeah, I mean just I mean I say say what I, I I mean most of my opinion is is A in my review in February and B in the game of year uh blurb. But I think it is incredibly difficult. Um, and this is a point that I made in the blurb. I think it's incredibly difficult to make a spin-off in the same universe without involving the original characters and be successful or be loved still by that fan base. I think we see it all the fucking time where there's like a show that's been out for like 10 years and they just won't pull the plug and instead of pulling the plug they'll kind of half pull the plug and they'll make a whole new series in the same world but it won't include any of the characters but it might include one character who was in it for like one season and they'll be like the protagonist or they'll be the supporting and it just swing and misses all the time like I'm thinking of like Fear the Walking Dead for example like against the Walking Dead did we need it probably not um and all that kind of stuff like like Grey's Anatomy of Station 19 things like that where like just stuff is in the same universe but it's just not as successful and I think that it was a big big ask to do something as massive as Hogwarts and Harry Potter and and almost kind of have everybody go do you know what actually this is a really fucking good game it would have been really easy to be like nah Zero out of ten, shit, where's Harry Potter? Um, I think Fantastic Beasts paved the way for that as well. Um, but it's just great. I mean, if you'd have spoken to Harry Potter fans like five years ago, or gamers that are Harry Potter fans, people would have said, I want an open world Harry Potter. I want to become a student at Hogwarts. I want to walk around Hogwarts. We've done it in Harry Potter Lego, but we want to feel it. We want to embrace it. We want the world to engulf us. And I think that Keyport Games did... Oh, Keyport Games. Porky Games did a fantastic job like visually it is chef's kiss like you can fly over the great lake you can go to the forbidden forest you can go to diagon alley you can go to um hogsmeade you can go to the dungeons of you know those kind of uh, like lower rooms of hogwarts you can go to class i mean my only gripe of it was that it felt like it was going to be a, a very different game than I than I originally came to, but actually looking back, it was a bloody good game, and I think that it was really difficult to do considering the controversy around it. Um, and yeah, I just hats off to them because I think that was a hard decision to continue making it, developing it, releasing it in the wake of what everybody has to say about J.K. Rowling. Um, 
and yeah it was it was split down the middle I mean when we when we chose to review it still it was important that we you know named the devs as independent from the creator um and I think it was very brave of them to do but it's a fantastic game I mean it's just great it's, I mean, you get sorted in your own house if you want to of course you can choose there's a lot of choice there's just a lot of love that's gone into it. There's a lot of love for the world. They're clearly very big fans of the universe themselves. And I just think hats off to them. I was really surprised it didn't make any game awards, especially for like art or like narrative or anything like that. Like I was just surprised that they got no norms. But the BAFTAs have recognised it. Um, so that's exciting. And I do think it deserves some love. I'm not saying that it should have won game of the year. Not saying that it should have won, you know, it should have sweeped the stakes, but you know, it's a it was a big game, it's a massive game, like it's been everything in it, um, almost everything, um. So yeah, wonderful game, and that's my game of the year. I heartily agree. Thanks. It's an absolute banger. I wish we had some DLC. I'd love to go back into it. Yes, for a reason. Yeah, apparently, um, I mean, there was rumors when it got released that the Quidditch is going to be future DLC. Mm. So, but it's um, it's outsold COD this Christmas so far, which is bonkers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um. So, um, there's going to be a sequel at least. Hundred percent, and I hope there is. It's great. Um, whatever it may be, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. If you're a Potter fan, it's a well, it's just a, it's everything you could ever possibly want. And uh, mm. it really is just so Agreed. so good. Um, are we doing yes. honourable mentions now, or are we doing? Uh, we'll after? do them after. Yeah, we'll do them after. Right. Okay. That's me. All right. All right. Uh, oh, oh, Josh Thompson, your game of the year. Yeah. Um, opposite of Cat, I did have choice paralysis because uh, I've played so many, and like Cat as well, some of them were even ones that. Like officially came out last year, um, but then maybe was ported over to other consoles this year and what have you. So the stipulations of it, yeah, it was really hard to. I think last year I picked Signalis because it kind of really emotionally resonated with me, whilst being kind of like something from my favourite genre and doing something a bit different with it. <clears throat> so it was really like I wasn't like struggling because. I've played like absolutely amazing games. Um, but I think one that was just like technically perfect in my eyes and that was like so fun whilst I played it, despite, you know, kind of it being a shorter game, uh, was Cocoon um, by uh, uh, the guys over at um, oh, the studio. I know Yepcast was part of it. They they are ex um X play dead and now he's got his own company uh, geometric interactive i think um yeah it i couldn't believe how intuitive the game was i think that was my biggest surprise uh from the trailer that dropped kind of at the reveal i was really like intimidated by how it was going to work because it was a game about traversing through worlds within worlds whilst carrying other worlds in your back on your back and going back and forth and using them as puzzle mechanics to um, boot up machinery to get through levels and such. And I, whilst playing it, I tried to break the game, kind of 
intentionally try and catch myself out and maybe get stuck but it really thought of everything um and on top of that it had an amazing art style really cool like geiger-esque but a bit more like biological kind of more natural looking and just really strange weird and slimy and creepy and then kind of the soundtrack as well is very moody and ominous and like full of synths um and it kind of really gave me like hyper light drifter vibes which is one of my favorite games of all time um and on top of that yeah uh, i'm not a puzzle guy myself i really think my kind of patience for figuring things out and my ability is quite on, is on the lower spectrum i'm i'm very like can i not shoot things oh okay um but yeah i was i was so enamored by it um i said in the article that when i wasn't playing it i was thinking about it in a way that i was playing it in my head and using the mechanics in my head to figure things out so when i actually went to go play it i solved it like straight away and very few games did that for me this year where i was kind of like think of thinking of it more than just like kind of the appreciation but thinking deeper into the game and kind of thinking right when i get home what am i going to do and then executing and yeah just getting that serotonin of success and there's boss fights in it that are really really nicely designed as well um and yeah i just i i was just floored by it so everything else that i'm going to mention is like on that level but yeah, I just Cocoon was just a brilliant game. Another one, heartily agree. Um, this is a game that I was playing on Xbox Cloud Gaming while I was at work, kind of overnights, and uh, just playing it on my phone. And it's it kind of suits as a handheld game. It's um, it, it it's really nice to play, sort of just lying down in bed. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute banger, and yeah, heartily recommended. On top of um, Josh's um, glowing recommendation as well. It's uh, super. Thanks for asking. Uh, Miles Thompson, I know this was a long debate for you, but uh, oh, you finally got there. Yeah. yeah, this one was tough, wasn't it? I was debating it for a good couple of weeks, probably even longer. Um, and I went back and forth with different things. Um, like Josh, I had completely opposite experience to Kat. I'm a bit jealous that Kat had like a really clear front runner she could go to. Because I really struggled to pick one out. I think we've had an amazing year for really, really good games. But I didn't have one like I did last year where I had Neon White and I had Saturnalia, which were like my two standouts, which <clears throat> they were games which completely took me by surprise and left me in awe. And I didn't really have a game this year that did that, mainly because we knew that a lot of the games coming out this year were going to be wonderful. Um, but in the end, I settled on an old favorite, which is Dead Space, because the remake of it was so well handled and I was really skeptical of how well they would actually pull this one off in terms of Motive Studios being able to go back to a classic game and redesign it in a way which would still feel fresh while still managing to keep what made Dead Space so good in there. Um, and they absolutely nailed it, to be fair. Aside from two, a couple of like very minor kind of issues that I had, like the kind of graphical layer thing that I had going on when it first came out that was then patched. It was just so wonderfully crafted and it was very subtle changes. Like having Isaac be voiced was very, um, it was a very big gamble, but they managed to do it well. Uh, bringing back the voice actor, I think was a really good shout and his lines felt very genuine. It felt like it fitted. Um, 
the reconstruction of the Ishimura um, in terms of its level design to allow for backtracking and returning to old areas was really wonderfully implemented. And it sounds like such an easy thing, but it's really not when the original game was chapter based and you would be moving from section to section to make all of those sections now intertwine and be able to make them returnable was really well done. Um, and the introduction of new areas, new kind of collectibles, items to get, um, the kind of leveling system with the cards so that you could go back to old areas and access new things. Um, they fleshed out the story and the side stories in a really, really effective way. And Dead Space was just so incredible and they managed to make the game better, which I think is what actually impressed me the most about it, is that they took a game which was already phenomenal and managed to make the new one feel like a justified existence on its own. Um, and it was just wonderful, you know, getting to fight off the Necromorphs, the audio design was incredible again. And I just remember playing it and being like, there's just no game like this. And I know that we've had Resident Evil 4 remake, which in and of itself was worthy of a game of the year nod. Um, but Dead Space has just got something in my heart and the remake was phenomenally done. And I think it was fully deserving of more plaudits than maybe it did get in the end, thanks to the slew of other games that have come out this year. But yeah, I loved it and I'll be going back to it to play it again. It certainly looked pretty. It certainly did uh, look pretty, from, didn't it, for the uh, <laughs> 10 minutes you could watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember watching you play it, and uh, yeah, it certainly looked the part, for sure. Um, I'm glad it played yeah. the part also. Um, because, yeah, you were, safe to say you were a little, uh, you were a little bruised, weren't you, earlier in the year with your anticipated games? Yeah, I mean, also, it did come off the back of Callisto Protocol and Atomic Heart. So, you know, yeah. you managed to rescue me from the depths of despair after the big <laughs> hype and a lot of letdown. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the Callisto was made by former Dead Space devs. Was that right? It was. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, former original director went on to do Callisto Protocol and somehow managed to take a project he'd already done and make it ten times worse. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, well, crazy. yeah, that's uh, Dead Space. Um it's done well. I assume there'll be a Dead Space 2 remake in the future, do you reckon? I mean, I hope so, because Dead Space 2 is my favourite of the original three. So if we get a Dead Space 2 remake, pretty much Game of the Year sword, if they manage to do it to the same level of quality. <laughs> uh, it'll come out the same year as Dino Crisis. Oh, anyway. Don't do that. And Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta, probably. Oh, goodness me. I won't. Oh, God, that's not. Let's not go there. That's for another podcast. <laughs> um, Yog Dog, you've taken it till the end of the year to find your game of the year but uh darn it was worth it was it not it was uh i was when we first were talking about putting the article together i really wasn't sure what to pick i've played a couple of titles this year um but honestly not all that many new ones so it was a little bit of a struggle for me i loved starfield and I know that a lot of people have complaints about the game, many of which are valid, but I still had a wonderful time playing it. Um, and I'd honestly put it in my top three games for what I played this year. Um, it, it's everything I expected out of a Bethesda title, and I still enjoyed the Bethesda style of gameplay. So for me, uh, there's the possibility that could have been my game of the year even though it's probably only a 7 out of 10 for me, just because my personal enjoyment for it was quite high. Uh, when it came out, the excitement of playing a new big title, and 
uh, exploring uh, a new universe in a Bethesda game was was pretty exciting for me. And I do look back on that time quite fondly. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Starfield does in future, uh, both in terms of DLC and mods and so on. But uh, I guess all the shouts would be Age of Wonders 4, which is one of the games I reviewed earlier in the year, which was pretty decent. Um, I've not played any of the DLC for it. I've only played the base game, but that was a, a very, very good title at release. Uh, kind of similar to Alcat, just not quite to the same extent. And it had a lot of bugs. Um, but that's kind of the state of modern gaming in a nutshell, I suppose. Um, it, so that was potentially another one I could have gone for. Um, but yeah, Rogue Trader was... As long as it was fairly decent, and it's more than fairly decent, it was probably going to take up my Game of the Year slot. Um, it's a style of game I really enjoy, CRPGs... Uh, text heavy RPGs uh, something I really enjoy the storytelling uh, the exploring a universe and just enjoying the the writing really suits me um the combat is great and I I feel that it's a game which can only get better moving forward uh once they fix a lot of the bugs and the DLC comes out in future so I think everyone here knows of my love of Warhammer, so I think most other titles were were going to struggle uh, to to match up to it just due to that, which uh, it it would have to be something special to to beat Rogue Trader for me, just because I feel Rogue Trader is a very special game. It's uh, it, and I, I'm not just saying that on the strength of it being a Warhammer game. I feel the the core components of it all put together combine into an honestly magnificent experience. And I I feel as more and more people play it over the coming months, um, it's going to be something which... Uh, it's going to be an introduction to Alcat's style of games. And I can't see... I can't wait to see what Alcat do moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I'm never very good at these sorts of game of the year picks. I I don't know what I would have picked for last year, honestly. Um, th- this year was in some ways a little bit easier for me uh, once I actually got to trying out this game. So mm. I'm glad it came up because otherwise I probably would have had to pick Starfield or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of with you on Starfield. I had a really good time with Starfield until I didn't. It kind of, once I was in the end game and became almost the same game again and i know that was the story and 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 the narrative but it kind of threw me out a little bit but up until then i did have a really good time with it i mean i put what 75 hours into it i think yeah and you know it became the it became the most game the most played game outside of fortnite for me this year for sure Uh, i'm in a similar boat i really enjoyed it up until the ending and I really hate those styles of ending, and I'm not gonna go into too many details because it's only like what three months since it since it launched. Um, so some listeners might want to avoid spoilers, but yeah, the the style of ending I feel always takes away from uh, telling stories uh, like that, and it just feels a bit like a cop out to me, honestly. So. 
up until the ending, yeah, I had a blast. And then that did reduce it uh, in my estimations, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did. I don't know if it lived up. I mean, my, my expectations were, for, were, I don't know, sky high. And I was really looking forward to playing a proper Xbox exclusive, a proper Bethesda game. And it lived up to all those things. It just, yeah, it was just got tainted for me right at the last minute, <laughs> which was a real shame. I feel that I had the opposite. Um, kind of similar to when I played Cyberpunk when it initially came out. Uh, I know it's been fixed, but when Cyberpunk came out, I went in with very mild expectations. Um, and I got quite a lot out of it. I enjoyed it. I was fairly lucky I played it on PC. I didn't run into too many bugs, like a couple of very minor ones here and there. Mm. And I enjoyed it. It's not something I go back to. Um, but it it was something that I didn't go in with sky high expectations like most gaming media or uh, just like the general gaming populace had the, the expectations after Witcher Three were sky high, and I feel for Starfield it was relatively similar, maybe not quite so high, but certainly yeah. pretty damn high. Um, I went in with fairly middling expectations, just expecting another Bethesda title. Uh, which potentially was always going to be a bit of a struggle for them because they didn't have the world building of, say, the Elder Scrolls series or Fallout, where when they made Fallout 3, they could fall back on some of the stuff from Fallout 1 and 2, uh, as well as stuff like uh, Brotherhood of Steel and so on. And uh, when they made uh, Elder Scrolls... um, they've been doing that for so long but again they they had a big history to fall back on and craft stories with whereas with starfield they're starting something new from scratch so it was that probably i mean there's always a chance but it's probably never going to be quite hitting the same highs but i still think there were elements of the story which were pretty good and i didn't mind the gameplay quite as much as a lot of other people so um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel Starfield was better than what many give it credit for. Um, yeah, it's... I think so too. I think um, I will jump in again when a DLC comes around. Um, I've got that to look forward to um, at some point. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping back in at some point next year, whenever that will be, and seeing what's new and what's uh, the thing. If they add, all, all I ask that they ask, land vehicles would be really nice. That's all I ask for. I'm tired of walking everywhere in Starfield. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think it got a bit of a uh, got a bit of a harsh kicking, which I don't think it deserved. Um, but yeah, good old Starfield thing. Well done this year, Starfield. You did well. Um, my game of the year then. Uh well, my game of the year is Spider-Man 2. And for some reason, I don't feel hundred percent settled with that. And I say this because I I'll go into it in, in the article, but what I will say is I realize that I haven't actually played a lot of games this year. Um, every game that that's brand new that I've played were for a review and all games that I just bought and enjoyed, but there wasn't really that many, you know, I've had a bit of a, let's say a turbulent year and it's been a bit up and down in terms of things I've wanted to play or even wanted to, wanted to sort of game at all, really. Um, but 
when I when I look back, the only thing that really kind of put a massive smile on my face was Spider Man Two. Um, but I know I didn't absolutely go crazy for it. I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a brilliant a brilliant sequel. I know the ending annoyed me. Um, I know the last kind of the last sort of hour or so is absolutely fantastic, but it's the last kind of ten minutes that really sort of got my back up and made me not enjoy it as much as the first Spider Man. But you know, there's not that's not taken away from the kind of thirty hour experience that I had before that, which was just phenomenal. Um, the new mechanics and the swinging mechanics were amazing. I loved the story between Peter and Miles. I think they're a fantastic duo. And um, MJ being a, a solid part of the story this time was fun, but particularly Scream. I love that. I love that sequence. Um, but yeah, it was just. It was just. I don't know why. As a game of the year, it feels almost kind of like very sort of like cheap and basic to say. It's like this big old AAA is my game of the year. It's like I don't know why I feel this way because I like. You know, last year my game of the year was Arcade Paradise, and before that it was. Uh, something else, but it was, it was probably some random indie that I played out of nowhere, and that's what I like doing every year, is finding a random indie game or game that I've never heard of, kind of out of nowhere, and absolutely falling in love with it, and that just didn't happen to me this year. Um, I never got the chance to find an indie game that I really, really kind of completely adored, and so I didn't. I wasn't really left with a lot of options. I knew Starfield wasn't my game of the year, even though I did have a, a, lot, a lot of fun with it, and when you look at the end of year things that Xbox and Nintendo and uh, Sony kind of create for you um, for your profile. Um, Starfield was the most was the game that I played the most outside of Fortnite, obviously because I played Fortnite more than anything else. Um, and you know that should probably give an indication that I really kind of enjoyed a game, but I don't know if I really did so much. Not not to a game of the year level, um, but a game that really made me smile was Spider Man because I had because so, you're freaking Spider Man and it's so much fun. You know it's so much fun. The combat is fantastic and. It's great. I don't know why I'm talking myself into it. I feel like I still am, even though I've written my part in the article. And the article was live and it's done and it's out there now and it's finished and it's locked in. There's just a part of me that's like, I wish I'd played more this year and I wish I'd, that I played more indies that I could have really kind of fallen in love with. And and, that, and that's on me. But again, you know, my year has been very, very weird. And it's been different and it's been one that I've had to cope with and deal with and um, I don't know if that affects my gaming habits at all. Maybe I just wanted something familiar and something comfortable and big AAAs are always there for me when I do that. Um, and so, you know, Spider-Man 2 is a perfectly good game. It's a perfectly good game of the year. I don't know why I'm still talking myself into it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's on me anyway. I, wish I, just, I just wish that I played more so I had more options at the end of the year because um, Spider-Man 2 came to my head quite easily because I hadn't really kind of fallen into anything as much as that um i know hogwarts was kind of up there but i knew cat had that as the game of the year um and that's absolutely fine absolutely deserved to be cat's game of the year and hogwarts was definitely up there but again that's a massive sort of triple a and that's absolutely fine again i'm doing it to myself i'm talking to myself like why am i getting angry at myself that you've chosen a triple a as your game of the year because i don't know why i'm doing this to myself but there's something in it that's like you should have just branched out a little more but you know we've only got a finite time to play games in this world <laughs> and i gave myself you know i didn't have a lot of time this year to really kind of delve into brand new things that i wanted to take a risk on you know i didn't play risky games i played games that i knew would feel safe um because of because of just just because of the year that i've had 
Um, so hopefully next year I can branch out a little more and find something that's that's going to be really exciting um, and brand new. And yeah, but I can't wait to see what comes out because um, I'm uh, I'm just going to dive headfirst back into games next year because I feel like I've neglected my favorite industry this year a little bit. So yeah, there you go. Spider-Man 2 is my game of the year. Um, what a weird. I think thing. it's a good. I think it's a good game of the year for you. It sounds like it should be. Mm. <clears throat> and how you're describing the place that you're at, like the one that made you feel like the most. I mean, the most fulfilled in kind of like just a comfy feeling is like nothing can beat that. Yeah. Like so, it's a perfect choice. Cool. All right. That, that's. Uh... I think as well, like it was highly anticipated, and I think you're also touching upon a stigma of oh it is in the triple a game because uh, like that's just like we weebers being like contrarian for the sake of it there's a reason that triple a games do so well and there's a reason that you know we love spider-man and that's because spider-man is genuinely a good game you're not you're not choosing it to to lick sony's ass um and definitely not and I think as well, like last year, Arcade Paradise was, it was something that you were proud of, that you discovered and then got another people on. So there's also that. But I think, like you said, given your year, you went for comfort and sometimes comfort isn't familiar. Last year, my game of the year was Horizon. That's a massive AAA. And everybody could have been like, oh, she's a girl and she's chosen Horizon because it's the girl for tough. Fuck off. Like, no, I chose Horizon because it's not been out since 2018 and the game fucking slaps. Like, yeah. that's just, it is what it is. And, you know, we are predominantly a site that's, that shines so much spotlight on indies. Um, you know, and a lot of our game of the years, you think like Josh's is Alan Wake. No, it wasn't, it's Cocoon. But, you know, Tom's is Alan Wake. Um, and... Jones is Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's totally okay for that, and it doesn't make you any less of a, a gamer or reviewer just because it's Spider Man. Like, like you said, it's part of your year, and also it's showing recognition to the big ones. Like, like, like you said, you know, Hogwarts is still up there with the AAAs, and we were going on honorable mentions. But I, I was really torn between the indie that I fell in love with, but the game that I felt deserved a little bit of recognition amongst shrouded in controversy. Um, so I don't think you should should feel too bad about talking yourself into it. It's just the year it's been, and we were all absolutely psyched for Spider Man. So I don't think it's a bad thing or a shock, you know, that someone's game of the year in this team is Spider Man. In fact, I think if nobody's game of the year was Spider Man, and the whole ten people of our team, we'd be a bit like, what? No one picked Spider Man. Weird. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Oh, I got yeah. you. Okay. Thank you. Don't worry. Next year you can have some sort of like Jemmy Indie that you can show everyone again. But Yay! it's totally okay for it to be Spider Man as well. You know? Okay. All right. Cheers, guys. I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Um all right then. Of course, you know, 2023 was massive. And the fact that we only get to choose one game. If we chose more games, the article would be bloody enormous. And so we we all narrow it down to one game, make it really hard for ourselves. But there is, of course, a bunch of other games that we do want to shout out, and the podcast is the perfect place to do it. So um, I'm going to give each of you two honourable mentions. And I think that should probably be enough. We shall see. I know Miles has played about a thousand games this year. 
but uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to try and narrow it down. Um, I'll go from the top, Cat. your honourable mentions of 2023. My, oh, my honourable mentions of 2023 um, is Dredge and Dave the Diver. Hey. Uh, way! Both... Dredge the Diver? Dredge the Diver, yeah. Yeah, soon to be out on the DLC. Um, yeah, so actually both of these games are games that were reviewed by two people in the team that from reading their reviews, I was just a bit like... Sounds like it fucking slaps. Yeah, I want to read. It. I want to play a bit of that. And they both ended up being like my top plays of the year. Dave the Diver got me through those. What was it? Three, four weeks. Three weeks in halls that I spent at the beginning of September. Well, that'll end of September. Beginning of October, with my back against this like brick wall. It honestly kept me sane. Dredge is like the only physical game I've owned. For I don't know how long um, ago, um, because Miles very kindly bought the uh, deluxe edition for me for my birthday. Something maybe, um, and they're just both fantastic games. Um, they're both very similar games actually, so I'm really not surprised they've got a crossover. But I think that was also one of my favourite things to come out of the game awards was the crossover between Dredge and Dave the Diver, because it, honestly it felt like I'd taken like I don't know it felt like I'd hit my head gone to sleep, had a dream that two of my honourable mentions had had, like, this game baby. And then, actually, it turns out, I hadn't hit my head. It was actually, you know, 3am, and it was actually happening. Um, yeah, they're just wonderful games. Um, I don't want to talk too much about, you know, what they're about. You know, in Dredge, you fish, you get... <clears throat> you drive a boat, you go around, um, you sell the fish, but it's like about exploring and adventure, and you go to these different locations, and yeah, it's just a really wonderful indie game. And then Dave the Diver is like a roguelite, half roguelite kind of divey thing, and then half restaurant management. Um, love it. Great. Like, a couple of my favourite things um, in, in games, you know, cosy, but also management, but also a little bit of adventure, but also starting to really love the roguelite stuff. Like, that was something that's come into my wheelhouse um this year probably the biggest kind of revelation i've had in gaming this year is i actually really like roguelites um because hades is next yeah yeah hades hades is on the list um yeah so those are my honorable mentions um they so would have you know had hogwarts not been but up there it would have been one of them i probably would have gone (laughs) dredge the diver and tried to like amalgamate both just because it could and just because you know it is a thing um but yeah (laughs) wonderful games and thank you josh and thank you toby because uh those the other team members who got me on both of those so it's totally okay for them to say hey you stole my honorable mention because they weren't our first so yeah and they're not here so you know we're gonna well josh is josh is here josh might be cussing me out right now but yeah toby sorry pal love you i think um (laughs) i think we can share honorables i think that's all right it's just the game of the year (laughs) uh let's see then josh what's your honorable mentions for 2023 yeah, I probably would have gone for Dredge, so thanks, Kat. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I uh, oh, this is where kind of like the pool fills, because uh, I definitely want to talk about A Space for the Unbound, which I reviewed back in January. Nice. So this was all the way back to the start of the year. Um, really kind of didn't expect anything. I, like, we knew that some of the big games were announced, but 
uh, indie titles usually have really like quick turnarounds in terms of their like launch dates and then release, uh, or they'll get pushed back or whatever. Like, because they're just just the way they move, things can change all the time. So I really didn't know what kind of like the smaller side of games were going to look like for the for the whole year. Um, but so a space for the unbound just really really caught me off guard uh it's like a 2d pixel art adventure where you play as a high schooler in indonesia uh that can go through space and time um and i just couldn't believe how much heart and how much like emotion is in the game that i yeah i was just floored by it uh the more i the more i kind of like the year went on, like the more I was kind of thinking, like I hope a space for the unbound kind of gets some of the recognition because it was so early on in the year that it could get forgotten. But I think because of the, uh, it was it, yeah, it was announced for the Game Awards for the Games of Impact Awards. So I do think that the story's themes and what it goes for really do shine through to the end of the year for people to still kind of remember it. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely loved it. Um, love the style. It's a, like a 2D pixel art. Um, and yeah, just really enjoyed it. So Space for the Unbound from uh, uh, Mochiken and like published by Chorus Worldwide, I think it is. So yeah, really enjoyed that. And another one, which is more recent, uh, it's been in early access for a few years, but it got its fi- first like 1.0 release uh, October. Uh, was, which is World of Horror. Uh, that's my first 10 for the site that I gave a review for. Um, it's a text-based graphic adventure where you solve uh, eldritch mysteries across a village in Japan. Uh, and yeah, it's like a roguelite. It's got turn-based combat uh, and it's all completely designed through MS Paint. Um, and I mean, it's not just a gimmick. It's it really adds an atmosphere and a vibe, and the whole game and the writing, um, it's just so cool and so weird. And I just, it's like almost an endlessly playable game because there's so much little nuances to the mysteries that you can solve. There's multiple endings, and um, you could get lost in for hours with it. And I just thought it was such a perfect execution of what it was going for, um, and it was so unique that, yeah, I. If this if it wasn't Cocoon this year, it would have been World of Horror for me, I think, because there's just so many boxes ticked and it is also another technically flawless game. Um I think there's a couple of bugs when it comes to like trophies or whatever, but like it means nothing. Like as long as you can beat it and play it and enjoy it. Uh yeah, I'd really enjoyed both of those games. Yeah, I remember seeing World of Horror. I've been absolutely fascinated by the art style. And uh yeah. I'm not surprised that's in your honorable mentions. It looks absolutely wild and uh, really unique. Yeah, so, yeah. it is. Good shout. Uh, Miles Thompson. Ah, oh, this was, again, quite interesting for me. I played a lot of games and it was quite hard to nail down just a few. Um, so I'm going to shout out Last Train Home as the main one. I think Last Train Home is a really fantastically designed game um, based in history and just the way it kind of merges its resource management in terms of managing a train to get the Czechoslovak Legion back home. Uh, it merges it with story, you've got to make decisions, it's easy to fuck up and lose the entire squad and then have to start all over again and it sounds like an awful time but it's a wonderful time. 
um i think it really captures the the feel of the time um and encapsulates it into a really challenging but rewarding game and i think it deserves more attention to be honest i think it's one of the better strategy games i've probably played and yeah it just really coalesced to a great game uh and then it was a toss-up and you're gonna love this one Oscar. <laughs> oh god um it's quite much what to say isn't it no fuck no jesus <laughs> christ even i'm not that outlandish god uh no i really thought about this and i was like what game actually kind of surprised me and there were two and they're both quite similar one was texas chainsaw massacre because obviously being massive dvd fans nice. they were all a bit skeptical as to how good it would actually be but i spent 100 and i know obviously cat and josh spent a good few dozen hours because we all played it together and whatnot and i was like i had a great time playing that game for the time that we did and albeit it doesn't have actually longevity. a really good shout yeah, because I was like, yeah. it doesn't have the longevity. Technically, it was a fucking mess when it came out. But I was like, what game like this isn't? I was like, I had a great time playing it. And I've got some really fond memories of playing it with both Kat and Josh. And then when I was doing the review period as well, there was a real feeling of like community around just experiencing the game. And that was really cool. And then there was Exoprial. <laughs> And I hate myself for this. I fucking hate myself for this. But I was also like, do you know what? I've got to give it to them. Because I was this game's biggest skeptic and biggest critic. And I had a lot of fun playing it. And I was like, do you know what? I spent 35 hours playing that game. And a year before, I'd have cursed the fact that it even existed. So I'm eating my humble pie. And I'm shoving my face straight into it headfirst. By saying that Exoprimal was a genuinely good time. And I really enjoyed playing it. Um and I think the fact that it managed to get a 7 out of 10 from me means that it is basically my game of the year because it would have been a negative 55 last year. Um, so I wanted to give it some recognition as well because I know <laughs> people are going to scoff at that. But it earned its right because, Jesus Christ, I hated that thing. Um, and I also had a favourite moment, which was uh, you falling off of the, the ship in Starship Troopers, Roscoe. <laughs> uh, it was just... Honestly, it's iconic. I I genuinely wish we'd have screen capped that and kept it forever. Yeah, I tried really hard to be good at that game. And then I, at the last second, I fell off the ship. It was just the epicness. Like, we're holding our line. It's two minutes of absolute carnage. The frame rate's breaking because there's so many bugs trying to kill us. You finally get onto the ship. We think we're free. We breathe a sigh of relief. Roscoe, where are you, mate? Why aren't you on the ship? Roscoe was dead, surrounded by bugs. He fell off. <laughs> I fell off the ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah it just, so... it just, it's just ships, man. Remember back, back for Blood? Couldn't get off that ship either. Oh my God. Yeah. What is it you with human ships, dude? Have you got like a phobia? I don't know. I don't know. I think we ended up doing that level in Back for Blood once. I think we, I think I did it successfully once. Yes, you did and... complete it. And it was because I basically guided you to the end and I was like, stay here, don't move. <laughs> I never went back to it. I've done it. Hey, completed it, right? Forget this game forever. Yeah. Finished. Job done. Um, oh, Exo Primal, eh? I love that. I just wanted to give it its due. You know what? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not one of the game of the years on any other metric, but on the metric of surprising me and me not hating it, it's there. That was it feel good. Uh, Yog, honourable mentions, sir. Well, uh, I've already mentioned Starfield. Um, so I mean that has to be one of my honourable mentions honestly uh, I feel that I had enough enjoyment out of that game I got exactly what I wanted out of it and I feel that it, it's too harshly critiqued um, there are some legitimate complaints about it but 
it's the, it's kind of swung too far the other way. Uh, and I really feel, for me, that it, it fits on my list. So Starfield's going to be one of them. The other one is very difficult. I've already mentioned Age of Wonders 4. Um, I think Against the Storm had its full release this year, and that is a really good strategy title. Um, so possibly that one, or Company of Heroes 3, although that did kind of bungle the release somewhat. I think I'm probably going to go with Against the Storm. Um, it's a really interesting colony management um, sort of, I'm not going to say simulator, but uh, I guess game would be the easiest one to say that. Uh, you control a colony and have to uh, produce resources over time to be sent back to the capital uh, to survive against the, well, storm. Um, it's, I'm not giving it enough justice, but it's got a really cool art style. Um, the, the visual design of, of the game, it just seems pretty unique to me. Uh, it's, it's something easy, most easily seen in screenshots. So if you are listening just, and you are interested in a new strategy title, uh, go to Cook It on Steam because some of the screenshots are, are beautiful and it works even better. Mm. Uh, playing it yourself um but there's a really well designed sort of resource management system in the game uh you need to refine your resources into uh resources you're going to be using yourself in order to feed your colonists and make sure that they have their needs catered for but at the same time you need to manage sending back resources to the queen um uh, which you need to make sure that you complete specific objectives, you know, and you'll get additional resources here and there. And just, it's a really, it can be a really fine balancing act depending on how hard you set the difficulty up. Um, so it, it's a really interesting sort of system in play. Uh, and I, I just feel like that would probably be my other honourable mention this this year. All right. Nice one. Nice one. I love that it's so varied. That's what I kind of dig about finger guns is that we've all got so many different games that we play. And it's a it's a nice melting pot of different things. I think that's one of the things that makes gaming just so compelling in general. There's there literally is almost something for everyone. Yep. Um it's such a varied uh, amount of games out there and even within the same genre they can be wildly different um, Absolutely, that, that's a really cool uh, component of gaming to me I think it is cool, video games are cool man video games are just cool, that's what I like about them cool uh, my honourable mentions, I mean like I said I haven't played a lot but one I do want to talk about is Robocop uh, Rogue City which is just a brilliant Robocop game. Um, from the guys that bought you like Terminator Resistance, you know, they've move on, they get another classic 80s license and they splash it out of the park. I think this is by far their best game. Um, it takes kind of I think what they learned from Terminator and really escalates it up to eleven. Um, there's it's so much fun being Robocop. Who knew? You know, he's very slow, he's very methodic. Um, is not really a hugely interesting character, but um the um 
the way that the game delves into his psyche while you're playing through the game is really interesting. And how they kind of how he battles between his kind of cyborg and human side in certain situations. It's really really interesting. It's something that I wasn't expecting from the game. And the shooting is uh so the shooting mechanics, you know, the, the combat is terrific. Um the visuals are great. It's well worth a go. If you're looking for a shooter that, you know, doesn't demand a lot of your time and is fully authentic and, you know, really close to the source material. Um, it's it's just a cracking experience. Um, if you can find it cheap, um, even if you can't find it cheap, I think it's really worth a full price uh, purchase because it's a it's a great game. And the other one is probably Station to Station. That's another game that I kind of played this year and enjoyed. Um, it's a game that I would never normally play, but I saw the trailer. Um, it was a, this this voxel game where you have to just put train lines down, put train tracks down, and connect them to each other from one side of a land to the other. And that game got me so addicted. Um, I played it a lot and I really enjoyed it. Um, we got a preview code and we got the review code and I played them both relentlessly. And there's something really relaxing and cathartic and very mellow about the game. It does get very difficult near the end. But um, when you when you nail it, when you get it right, and when you can really say, hey, I've completed that game and I've figured it all out, and when they add the extra mechanics, the actual layers on top, and it gets a little fiddly, and then you can work it all out. Um, it's really rewarding, and it's really satisfying. And so, um, yeah, uh, Station to Station um, on Steam, it's a, uh, it's a absolute banger, and uh, I highly recommend it. Um, I should say the game of the year for everyone else that's on the team. Sean Davies went for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Paul Collett went for Hi-Fi Rush, that cracking Xbox game this year. Probably the best game on Xbox this year, in my personal opinion. Uh, let's see. Greg went for Sea of Stars, um, that fantastic RPG, um, which you should definitely be playing if you're not already. Toby Anderson went for Shadow Gambit, The Curse Crew, another brilliant game. Um, well worth playing on the PlayStation and I think it's a trial on the PlayStation. I think it's a two-hour trial on PlayStation right now um, for Shadow Gambit if you do want to check it out. It's very, very cool and a lot of fun. And Tom went for Alan Wake 2. So there's a nice mixture of things here. Um, so go check out the article um, to see what everyone said about these games specifically. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. You know, we've got 2024 to look forward to. Um, any any particular games that any of y'all are looking forward to next year? I was mean, saying Final Fantasy Rebirth a hundred times. I was gonna oh, say okay. there's only a little one, isn't there? <laughs> uh funnily enough, I've been looking through because I'm gonna be doing a list that for 2024, kind of like rounding out what the year's release. Um Really excited for another Crab's Treasure by Agro Crab. Uh, it's like a undersea Dark Souls type that's accessible for everyone, where you play as a crab, and yeah, you you fight, <laughs> clear clear the sea. You fight with Dark Souls type combat, um, and I'm really excited about that one. Nice. I was going to say Mouse, but Mouse is now until 2025, is it? Uh, mm, yeah, year. probably not. Year that has rocketed to the top of my most wanted. That looks so much fun. That game looks so good. 
so so cool check out the trailer on our website if you haven't seen it already for mouse it's a um it's well it's cod meets cuphead i mean i can't <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it really uh it looks absolutely awesome um cat any major stuff for, for next year that you're looking forward to Gosh, I think everything that I want is 2025 mostly. Okay. Uh, when's Fable? Fable 2025. Uh, no date. On uh, yeah, not not even a day. No, no day. It's Microsoft, so probably never. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine, still... Wolverine, if that comes out next year, but it's probably not coming out next year either. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, the um the the super massive DVD game that's next year, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Player. That's yeah. probably my most anticipated right now. Nice. Lovely stuff. Are you telling me you're not excited for The Last of Us Part 2 remastered? Uh, no, but I tell you what I'm actually also excited for is Valentine's Day uh, Tomb Raider. So, oh, yeah. So, other yeah, than that's, that. That's uh, Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3, the OGs coming back. Looking a it, little bit strong, yeah? It is. It is. I mean, like, let's be honest, we're just going to jump straight to 2 and... Uh, play the monk level but uh <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um Marzi still hyped for uh kill the justice league oh so hyped roscoe i could barely contain myself <laughs> you're gonna I'm love just it. bursting you're gonna love it. it's gonna be one of those games you're gonna play but like you know what this is all right it's not it's a I... gotham knights i think it might be okay I'm not, no. That is one that I am dead set. I will not actually play and I will not enjoy. I will not do an exit panel. It's it's Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be dog shit. It looks like an absolute (laughs) shit show. And it has a battle pass and I just think it's a waste. Uh, No, no, not the one. I'll go back to Exit Primal instead. How about that? If if our game averages over an 80% score on Metacritic, I will eat a shoe made out of, I don't know, shoe, I suppose. Oh, a shoe out of shoe. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Don't push yourself too hard. Double uh, the shoe. Star Wars Outlaws? Anyone hope for Star Wars Outlaws? Yeah. Possibly 2024? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, Prince of Persia. A little bit Star Wars out. Yeah, fair. But you might not be when it comes around. You might yeah. be aching for some Star Wars by the time it comes out. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. Are you excited for that one, Josh? Yes, I'm absolutely ecstatic for that one. Cannot wait. Cool. How Divers 2? Yes. Absolutely fucking yes. <laughs> Homeworld 3. Oh, yeah. Homeworld 3, of course. And then cool. there's two games which uh, Slytherin are developing, but that's my work, so um, that'd be cheating. Ooh, uh, the... little teaser. The Wolf Among Us 2? Fingers crossed. Do we reckon? If it comes out next year, of course, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say a big question mark on that one. I think. Um. Yeah. It's it's looking. uh... Hellblade two, Roscoe. We've got a manifesto. It'll never come out. Absolutely no way. That's out next year. Absolutely no way. Oh come on! No, it is. It's happening. I want it. (laughs) Absolutely no chance. I'm sorry. Loads of um. Loads of Day of the Dev stuff from the Game Awards kind of had like tentative 24, 2024 release windows. Um, some had more closer dates, like Harold Halibut, which was like that stop motion, like puppet adventure oh, yeah. game. Um, and thank goodness you're here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacific Drive I'm quite excited for as well. That kind of like roguelike where you're in a car and there's like the storm and it's really weird. 
Mm. Um, yeah, there's loads. Obviously, my my main number one answer is Holston, but that's if it comes out in 2024. But that is like Scott... my most anticipated. It's got its third demo soon, isn't it? Ish. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think they're only doing the three demos, so they should be pretty close by then. Yeah, um... hopefully before the end of the year. I'm quite excited for Manor Lords if that does come out in uh, 2024. It feels like it keeps getting delayed. Um, I should, uh, ju- just for uh, parity, I should mention Nintendo games. Princess Peach Showtime. Woo! Uh, that's it so far. Oh, cool. Lovely. <laughs> um, um, I'm I... also very excited for Dragon's Dogma 2 and Stalker 2 if they make it. Of course, of course. Oh, oh. Uh... Menace, which is the Battle Brothers developers, um, which I oh, think a yes. lot of people know at Battle Brothers is my favourite game of all time. Um, and I will literally buy anything from them. Uh, and I cannot wait for Menace. Um, that That's going to be my... That's going to be the game of 2024 for me if it releases. He's already shooting in his game of the year. He's got this. Yes. <laughs> I love that. The, there's a couple of others. Titan Quest 2, uh, if it comes out next year. Millennia, which is like a civ, uh, civilization sort of game by Paradox. Uh, what else? I'm going through my wish list. Stalker 2, has that been mentioned? I just mentioned, mentioned it before, two. but yeah, oh, totally okay. keen for that. Uh, yeah, uh, that'll be good. I, I, I think that'll be a good one. Buzzing. Space Marine 2. Yeah, on a great oh, that's, that. <laughs> that's September now, isn't it? So yeah, yeah oh, damn. they delayed it quite heavily, yeah. really. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. Bring it on. To be fair, that will probably slap. So, yeah, fair. Uh, Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. That that looks pretty dope. Yeah, Falling Frontier. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 2024 is looking really, really tight as. Uh, as 2023 was, but of course, there's a load of stuff that we may not know about yet already. And uh, yeah, that that's also very exciting. So, we shall keep, and obviously we'll be here every week talking all the new announcements and releases and reviews and stuff not. Uh, so yeah. Oof, very exciting. Very exciting times. Um, when we come back actually in 2024, our first episode, as is tradition, will be our recap on the Metacritic scores for 2023. And we're all very excited to see how we did. I can't I believe to... that was a year ago, but uh... I need to go through and sort that. Of That'll be a well, very interesting one. You've got until January the January the 9th, is it? 8th. <laughs> January the 8th. I'm probably going to do it over the next few days because I'm really interested to, to see who who got what with that one. Yeah, I'm really excited to see oh, what happens. You'll have the answers for like weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll be Very sat here in suspense waiting. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to see my atomic heart prediction. <laughs> didn't, didn't we already yeah, we already did that one in the halfway one. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, fair. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right then. Well let's finish off as we always do with our recommendations. Let's so we find something without the week that we think we want to share with you. Our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, 
a packet of sweets or a shoe. I don't know. I'm looking at things. Um, who hasn't gone first? I've only gone cat first, haven't I? Let's get that going. Cat, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, um, my recommendation is um, spread the Christmas chair. Just spread the Christmas chair. Just if you haven't spoken to your friends in a while, reach out to a friend. <laughs> Um, but if you do actually want a genuine like recommendation other than something really Christmassy, can you remember when we were like younger and when you used to pay for the bill, you used to get these like dark chocolate, crispy hexagon chocolates that were yeah. in like gold tin foil? Yes. Yeah, well, they sell them in Lidl and I've honestly demolished like three quarters of the packet today. It was really naughty of me and I feel really sick. But like they were like pound fifty in Lidl and I was just like, yep having that and they're just so <laughs> fucking good they're like after like crunchy after eight and i'm just i'm here for it um they're like they're called elizabeth shaw honeycomb um mint hexagon things and oh, they're just incredible uh, they're very christmasy as well they do remind me of like a little bit of a christmas treat at night so um maybe don't demolish the whole fucking packet in one day though i mean or do it, it's completely up to you um, you're your own agent, but I did have to tell Miles to take them away from me because I was like, take them away from me. I'm going to be sick with mm-hmm. chocolate. Uh, so that's my recommendation. All right. Um, Josh, your recommendation. Uh, seeing as it's the Christmas period or the holiday period, uh, why not set yourself down and watch a little film called Violent Night? With, with David Harbour as Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus. Um, it's basically like a, like a Home Alone where Santa Claus is in the midst of a hostile takeover of a family's house for, for the money that they've got. Um, and action and violence ensues. And Santa Claus stabs people with a candy cane. Uh, there's not much else to say about that. It's just a really... Weird, odd, but awesome Christmas film that's kind of like the alternative to your every year's. And it might just be placed in my rotation now for holiday films if I'm in the mood for one. Uh, I just enjoyed it that much. David Harbour is obviously just... He's great in anything that he does. But opposite him, the antagonist is... I think his name is... John Linguizamo. Is that his name? The guy for, who's Tybalt in oh, yeah. Romeo and Juliet? Man, I just love him in whatever <laughs> love he the, does. I love that your reference is Romeo and Juliet. Like he hasn't done a hundred things since then. <laughs> oh, of course, but man, he's iconic in that film as yeah. well. No, but, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just, he, uh, yeah, the energy that he brings when he plays evil characters is just... Oh, you can I can watch it for hours. But yeah, it's a really fun film. Fun for the holidays, so Violent Night, check it out. You don't believe this, but that is on my list to watch after this podcast tonight. It was what I was going to do during the uh, edit. It's finally watched Violent oh, Night. So I'll do it. it. Yeah, it's on. It's on now. TV movies, and I've I had like oh, a Black Friday. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's on now TV. If you want to watch it on like Sky Movie Pass. Lovely stuff. I have that free with my Talk Talk TV subscription, so I'm going to go check it out right now. Um, that was a nice deal that I got this year. That was a 2023 highlight. Absolutely. Um, Miles, what do you recommend our lovely listeners this year? Uh, this week, I oh yeah, I was going to say this whole year. 
Um, I recommend Samurai Warriors 5. It's currently on the PlayStation Plus extra whatever thing. And I was like, Dynasty Warriors 9 sucked. So I'm going to go back and play one that's hopefully better. And Dynasty um, Samurai Warriors 5 is actually quite good. Um, and it's just typical Muso. You go around, you slay thousands of enemies and just have a good time doing it. Uh, it's very repetitive, but it's fun repetitive. So Samurai Warriors 5, the way to spend any good Christmas. How festive. I know, right? Just perfect for it. Love it. Uh, Yog, your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is Warhammer 40,000. Re- no, I'd be <laughs> I mean, it is, but at the same time, I can't just continue harping on about that. Uh, my recommendation is The Last Spell, which I already talked about earlier in the podcast, but is another excellent title. It also has a really good soundtrack, just like Broke Trader. Uh, I've been basically listening to both their soundtracks non-stop uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, so if you are in the market for a really interesting strategy game um, with a really good soundtrack, really good visuals, really good game design, um, a nice dose of difficulty, but nothing too crazy, um, then the last spell would probably be a good choice for you. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try that out. Um, yeah, that's on my wish list, though. So I'm going to go and awesome. buy it once I get paid this week. Uh, what be my recommendation? I don't know, really. Um, I'm going to go with Cat, really. Just be good. Just spread the cheer, man. Be good to each other. Love each other. Live each other. Help each other. Do everything you can this Christmas, because this Christmas is probably going to be quite tough for a lot of people in terms of financial constraints and whatnot. Um, so, you know, look out for each other. Be good to each other. Be good to retail staff. That's a very important thing. Um, retail staff do not get the credit they deserve at Christmas. And they deserve a lot more love than they get. So if you do work in retail, you're awesome and you're brilliant. And don't let Karen ruin your Christmas because she's a bitch. And she doesn't deserve you, okay? You're amazing. You're a sparkle. And thank you for everything that you do. Um, and. Just, just, just remember that. Just remember to be good to people. Christmas rules. Um, due to my work patterns, I'm spending Christmas completely on my own. But that's yeah, what I get. What you gonna Um, that is Christmas. Um, but I've got a lot of things to look forward to, and uh, I'm, you know, I've had a, I've had a very strange year, but I've, I'm very grateful for what I have and for the people around me, and that's something to remember when moving into the new year because. It's not something that everyone has. And yeah, just be happy with what you have because love is all we have, my friends. And we've got to keep it going to every single person that we know. And if I carry on, I'm going to cry. So I'm going to stop. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That's it for the year from us. Uh, This has been the biggest year uh, Finger Guns has ever had um, in terms of numbers, in terms of podcast listeners and it's been hugely uh grateful um i'm so happy that we can still do this pod it brings me a lot of joy um a lot of comfort to chat with these guys every week about the things that we love and um the fact that people even listen and people enjoy it as much as they do um really really makes me happy and um i'm glad that we can bring you a source of entertainment uh throughout the week and do not fear, we'll be back on the second week of January. Uh, once you know, life is all back to normal and we're all 
Christmas and New Year's out and everything gets kind of back to a more familiar territory, we will be back um, with more podcast goodness. Um, but if you're out there and you've supported us throughout the year, thank you so, so much. Um, it really means a lot. There was a little bit of a wobbly period in the summer where the pod was, um, the numbers were a bit low and so I was a bit scared, but um, that was the summer, of course. People go on holiday and stuff like that. People disappear and people have things to do and lives to get back to and stuff. And I completely understand that now, but at the time it was going to worry. But um, yeah, the numbers shot back up and I'm just so, I'm so thankful for that. And uh, we really, really, really like doing this. Um, so thank you to, thank you for allowing us to keep doing it. Because if the listeners aren't there, then it's just us talking about games, which is this is something that we do every single day anyway. But um, we get to do it in this forum in such a fun way. And so, uh, yeah, I've got to stop saying thank you. But yeah, thank you very much indeed. And thank you to Josh and John and Kat and Miles and Sean and Paul and Toby and Greg and Ethan Lawrence and everyone that's come on the podcast this year. Um, to Helen O'Hara, to the Saturnalia devs, to anyone that's come on we want to get more developers on next year and we want to actually kind of embrace it a little more um that is the goal next year to interview as many people as we can get them on the pod and make sure that remind them that the developers are the people behind these games that we make and we completely respect and love what they do and we're so grateful for them as well and so that's my aim next year is to reach out to more developers and get them on the pod do some interviews make sure they have a good time and uh, just know that they can leave it knowing that they're fully respected and admired by all of us. Um, so anyway, that's me. What an emotional time. Thank you very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our indiv individual handles are in the description below. Except for Mars, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And also, don't forget, if you are on iTunes or Spotify, you can review the podcast. Um, give it five stars if you like it. Why not five stars? Even if you don't, why not? What What is it about to you? It matters a lot to us. It keeps us in the search engines and keeps the podcast front page on the discoverability. And that is a huge thing. For us, so if you do do that, that'd be amazing. Thank you very much indeed. I don't know if anyone else has got anything else to say, but it is a solemn goodbye from Cat. Happy holidays, everybody! Thanks for listening. Love you, TTFN. See you in the new year. <laughs> you rock. Have a good one. It is goodbye from Josh. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great next year. I hope we will too, with finger guns. I've no doubt that we will. It is goodbye from Miles. Thanks for tuning in and putting up with our bullshit. And thank you, Roscoe, for being the best host that we could ever ask for. It's been a wonderful year. Look forward to, look forward to another year of it. Farewell. Oh, you go. And uh, it's goodbye from Yog Dog. Officer. No, I'm not doing that again. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> Have a lovely Christmas and New Year, everyone. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next year. Thank you very much, everybody. My name is Roscoe. We love you so much. We'll see you in 2024. Have a great Christmas. Until then, enjoy your games. Enjoy your life. Enjoy everyone around you. And just enjoy everything. Because despite all the shit, 
everything is indeed awesome. See you next year. Bye. Bye.